Hey folks, and welcome to Drinking Alone with Friends, a podcast where three friends drink alone together. My name's Chris. What up? It's Todd. I'm Obert. Oh, hi, I'm Kiwi. Hey! Oh, whoa! Hey. hey! What's going on? We invited a fruit to the podcast today. There's there's fruits. <laughs> there's no... <laughs> Don't worry. Now with more I'm not fruit. I'm not a few yes. puree well, sour, though. I'm just a fruited sour. Nice. Yeah, we well, we, we do talk about how we are a beer and fruit and food podcast, so um, we, fi- we felt like this was the crossover that everybody's been waiting for. So. We needed a healthier episode, so we needed to add more fruit. Yes. <laughs> one daily serving of fruit is at least, you, at least all our listeners get one of them from listening to today. Is the kiwi a full serving? Like, how small of a fruit do you get but still count as a serving? Like, one grape is not a serving of fruit. I feel like they're, right? they're, they're more than grapes, but they're less than oranges. So what do we take from that? Okay. Uh, we need a new scale. We need a fruit We need a fruit, fruit, fruit serving, fruit a fruit serving scale. scale. Damn it. Oh, no. I mean, I oh. eat one clementine, and I call it a fruit serving. A fruit serving? Yeah. Tiny. They're kiwis. They're kiwi size, right? Like a clementine. Yeah, and a but it's kiwi? not like a clementine. I think a kiwi might be bigger. Mm. It's a life pro tip: if you want to eat more fruit, get more servings of fruit. Just eat smaller fruits and get them to count more. <laughs> well, for a clementine, though, you have a couple, Some... and then you're like, okay, like I'd have as much as I want. You feel like you're eating more when you have a clementine because you're peeling it off and you're putting a lot of effort into it, and it's a lot more work versus oh. a kiwi. You cut it in half, and like you're kind of stuck with the whole thing. You know, it's not really rewarding. So much effort to eat a clementine. So... Yeah, I know. That, that, I mean, that is true. There's a lot more work. That's uh, I think we talked about grapefruits on the podcast before. It's like, <laughs> that's why I don't eat grapefruits all the time. It's so much work to eat a grapefruit. If only somebody invented a tool that, like, helped you peel a clementine. Like, that's a million-dollar, billion-dollar business idea, I think. I think if you boil them in water and then put them directly into ice-cold water, the shell comes right off. That's a trick. I've heard that, too. I've never heard of this before. <laughs> Are you are you messing with us or you do it, you, you you you're supposed to do it with hard boiled eggs? That's and a that. special Easter trick. That, yeah, it's an uh, Easter trick. Happy Easter, by the way. Wait, is that happy really with us? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Happy happy belated Easter for everybody. If you are if you partake, but uh, but Kiwi, welcome welcome to the podcast. Thank you for thank you for thank stopping you so much in. for inviting me. Um, oh, absolutely. Um, for those of you that don't know, uh, Kiwi is also a also a, a hit streamer a a super huge large streamer, um, the most famous streamer on the face of the planet. Uh, Go on. I thought that Go was on. you. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not. You're I'm number two. Garbage. I'm, tr- yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> top five. Top five. No, but uh, uh, I met Kiwi on on Twitch, and uh, she is also a beer head. So she was like, "Yay, beer!" And uh, yeah, you can give yourself a more proper introduction if you if you so care. I mean, that's basically what it was. I actually found you on Twitch. And I was, I, you came True. up with my recommended, and it said beer dad gamer, and I was like, hmm, mm-hmm. I like beer. I'm not a father, but you know what? I play video games. I'm gonna check this guy out. And he's playing Pokemon. I'm like, oh, that's super cool. So I was like, hi, I'm Kiwi. I like beer too. And he's like, yeah, beer. And I'm like, hey, man, like, what are you drinking? And he pulls up a white claw, and I'm just like, ugh, <laughs> <laughs> ugh. Yep. That's right. Uh, I got white claws in the fridge so right now. I, I, I gave him grief for it. And then he's like, no, no, no. I swear. Like, listen, I, I, I do like beer. I have a podcast. I was like, okay, yeah. okay. Like, maybe. But I was a little bit concerned when he's just like, yeah, craft beer. And he just like whips out a white claw. Yep. Uh, yep. That's, that's, 
That's what you're guaranteed to get when you come to a beer yeah. dad stream. But, but then, we became we, but yeah. we became friends through Twitch through that, and then like it took him a little bit until one time he was in one of my streams, and I was talking about how I work for the beer industry. I actually I actually I, I sell beer for a professional living, and he's like, oh, that's kind of cool. You should come talk about this. And I was like, I, I could do that. Yes, and 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 thus. And then now I'm here. Now you're here. That's more legit experience than any of the rest of us have. We're just we're just drinkers. We're amateurs. We're not professionals. I mean, by no way does this mean I'm any more qualified to talk about it. I've just I just smile my way through it and sell the beer to the people. (laughs) We're we're on the other end. We're actually on the far other end of that that thing. (laughs) We're the one that buys the beer from the people that buy the beer from you. Yes, I I (laughs) I am the brewery. I sell the beer actually to the distributor. But then I also work on making sure the beer goes into the bars and the grocery stores so that you guys might want to buy it. It's it's a really it's a really nice. And I, I drink it in the meantime. Well, I I don't blame you. I would too. That's yeah. awesome. That's I would so assume cool. that's the best perk of working for a brewery. Oh, ten thousand percent. I mean, it's it's literally <laughs> my job is I I drive around and I go to bars all day. I sit down at the bar. I order my beer. I have the beer. The thing, the thing is, is that you have to be very responsible about this, where not every bar can you, hey, hey, Kiwi, you, you want a beer? You want your beer? And I'm like, mm, I just had a beer at the other bar. I got to pass for like a hot second. <laughs> it's, it's a full work day. Right, you right. have to be responsible. A lot of people aren't cut out for it and get DUIs in the industry. It is a, you know, a serious thing. And it's, you have to know your tolerance and this and that, but you can't make it a really fun job. And I mean, listen, you twist my arm to drink beer all day. Yeah, this sounds like, uh, sounds like, you need three assistants. I feel like I need to, to switch careers. To, yeah. yeah, I know, right? I'm doing it. I'm doing life wrong. Life is bad. So. I would love nothing more than three assistants. Maybe when the whole uh, pandemic thing eases up a bit and people actually start buying my beer again, you guys, there you, you go. Guys can come yes, for me. and and we're done. We're 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 lined up. We're ready to go. You never know. You know? So now, it's funny you say that because I was just thinking this morning that. Uh, my dream job would be to just find some like rich millionaire who likes beer and have them hire me to just go around and buy them beer. Like that would be sweet to just travel and find rare beer for someone. I bet you that like that's a real job. There's people out there who are like, I don't care what it costs, just get me all the cool craft beer. To a level there is. I could do that as a job. To a level there is jobs out there like that that I've known of. I mean, not not to the exclusive one person type of connoisseur, but you know, there are people that have just Instagram accounts that are, hey, let me be your personal beer shopper, and like they they all they do is just get the hype beers in that local area. If you're in an area that has a decent amount of good breweries, like the, all their job is like, hey. I'll, I'll pick up the hype beers and they, they ship it out to people. That's what they do. I I think I found my new career, guys. Um, if anybody's <laughs> listening to the sound of my voice, as you know, I live in Connecticut. So if you need anything from Massachusetts or Vermont or Maine or Connecticut or New York, I'm I'm your guy. I'm your Huckleberry. <laughs> and and Charlotte or Asheville. Come on. Or Buffalo. Or I Buffalo. Wait, wait. I saw beer already. Shit. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. yeah. See, see. <laughs> Yeah, you can't yeah, you can't cross contaminate. Yeah, you'd be double dipping. You can't do that. You can't do that. I actually legally don't think I can. Yeah. I do have a solicitor's permit, so I actually don't think I'm allowed to legally do that. So you're not allowed to buy your own beer for somebody else. Yeah, it seems seems there, a little there, sketch. There's, there's a whole thing you know about what? it. I'm not allowed to serve beer. All right. Do you get? I've always uh, wanted to ask this question to somebody who works for a a brewery. Yes. If you're just there and you see a four pack that you want, can you just take the four pack, tr- drop it? 
and then be like, oh, it's it's a damaged can. I, I have to take this home now for free. Um, it depends on the scale of the brewery. I do know people that work for smaller breweries that that's pretty much what they do. Uh, it depends on your brewery owner where there's some owners that are just like, yeah, just, just take it. Yeah. I mean, for me, what I do is I request beer samples and I'm like, hey, I need to take out 10 cases of these X amount of beers and these brands for samples for the bars. Because I do I do bring the this beer samples into the bars, go to the bar buyer, the bar owner and like, hey, this is what we're, this is our new release. And I give it to them a sample and then buy the keg. But I mean, you know, 80% of those make it to the bars, if you know what I'm saying. The other 20% are for research right. of my own. They, they don't track <laughs> after I've taken it out for samples. They're not tracking who uh, I give it to. R&D. You know, you know, oh. you know what I mean? So... You get you get invited to a lot of parties, is what you're saying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we know Kiwi's showing up with the beer. Oh, uh, yeah, that, yeah. That was more so when I I, uh, 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 I used to work for Bud Light, and then I got the keg discounts from Bud Light. And when I used to work for those guys, like yeah, that that's I was I was a party favorite. Not so much when uh, it's, Tud's favorite. it's craft no, beer. Ki- not so much. <laughs> Kiwi, Tud's, I'm not Tud's sh- favorite I'm, beer. I'm not sure if you know this, but I am a Bud Light tasting expert verified on this here podcast that i can pick bud light out of a blind taste test against other light beers so i've listened to a couple podcasts obviously i have not come across any of those though so please please elaborate um so so the the thursday before is the thursday before my wedding or the, or the wednesday one of the nights before my wedding um the guys here were in town obviously for my wedding with a few other friends and we were recording it for the podcast and we did a a blind light beer t- uh, taste off. So we had PBR, Miller Light, Coors Light, Bud Light, I think, uh, and Bush Light. I think was the other one, which is basically Bud Light. And I was able to pick the Bud Light out of a blind, out of a double blind taste test that right. Obert here set up. And I did it twice. I didn't. I didn't just do it once. I did it twice. It's pretty yep. impressive. It's yeah, yes. yeah. I wanted to. I was. I think we were all hoping that he wouldn't get it, except for Ted, and he proved us wrong. He was like, "No, I know my Bud Light. I know it." Like the back <laughs> Superior drinkability. The thing is, you have to do a Bud Light versus a Budweiser. Because from past experience, a lot of people actually can't decipher those two because they both are kind of more of a similar base. But I think that was part of okay. it. Okay. I think we did a Bud heavy. I'll, I'll, ta- I'll take your word for it. Because I think I gave that to Chris. I don't, I don't remember, to be honest. But it was impressive that uh, you did it twice, especially after a night of drinking. So it's uh, oh yeah, we were already like four or five beers deep too. <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty yeah, it was pretty it was, impressive. It's a it's a messy episode, but it's fun. It's a fun one. Sure. <laughs> yeah, it is it is a long one. So and now yeah, it's a lot of fun. I want to move on to our drinking segment of the show, but I I have right. to ask, and I did see something on Instagram uh, about did anybody have a fun Easter hunting for anything or hiding anything? Are you talking about me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So um. So, Mom of the Pod sent set up a um, beer hunt instead of an Easter egg hunt for Easter. So, her and my dad went through their yard and hid uh, cans of cans and bottles of beer throughout the property and uh, sent us on our merry way to find them, each with a, a, a six pack in hand, ready to, to hold our beers. So, uh, we were uh, it was me, my uh, Caitlin, my brother, and his girlfriend Torianne, and we uh, we had a lot of fun. Uh, we found out the Torian's very good at, at finding hidden beers, and um, I am not. I, uh, <laughs> I was the worst, uh, but I did. I did come home with a six pack. So that was that's cool. Your mom made sure everybody left with some beer. I'm sure. Yes, Torian yeah. sure was nice enough to share with you. <laughs> she did find like like 16, 17 of them. Like she was on fire. <laughs> Damn. 
Oh my god! It's honestly impressive. Yeah, it's yeah. funny. I've always wondered, you know, how old is too old for Easter Easter egg hunting? Apparently, you know, thirty two is not when not, you when you not put, the limit. When it's right. beers, I'll go find them. <laughs> well, not really. You'll look. You'll look. <laughs> I fa- listen. I found like three or four of them. <laughs> Not sixteen of them, but I found some. That's that's true. Okay, fine, fine. And uh, and yeah, CJ did the same thing. Uh, found a bunch of beers all over the house that I hid. It was really, it was really a, a, spe- a special, special time for me as a dad. All so. yours were empty, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to, you know, be responsible. Let them play with empty glass bottles. That's that's what they teach you in parenting one hundred and one. So, but but all of this guest talk is making us thirsty. I think. Um, <laughs> It's beer 30, and I'm thirsty. I've been working like a dog all week long, so maybe something cold won't hurt me. Because it's beer 30, and it's time to party. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. All right. In front of the soundboard. Right. Kiwi, do you want to kick us off this week? Yeah, absolutely. As I'd... the... As the uh... Oh my the guest. god! I'm a little nervous. Esteemed a guest. Little nervous. Uh, do you want to? We can go first if you I, want. I, we've done this. We, we've done this a couple hundred times. I, 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 I can, well, I can uh, go. I, I might do it wrong, but I can go first. <laughs> oh, how dare there's you. no wrong oh, way. Don't. There's no wrong way. <laughs> there's as long no as wrong way. The beer will guide you. We'll get you. I'm yeah. excited. Well, the just, number one thing I know, I did remember. not look it untapped. I did not. There you go. This okay. is a fresh, hot, off the drop beer. It's a local. She did it, her I, homework. I, I, I listen. I listen. I love. I love the competition. So I want to. I want to participate in the competition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll have to, we have plenty of room on the whiteboard. So. I, I've heard all about the whiteboard. <laughs> it, I, I can actually visit physically see it right now. It's so esteemed. Um, I can only see. I, it, honestly, it's it looks real. like hieroglyphics to me. It is real. There's a swan. Don't worry okay. about that. Um, yes, that is a swan. <laughs> yeah. See, <laughs> did you erase part of Chris's name off the board? I think. And do you notice how long Obert's tally mark is? Yeah, don't worry about that. How long that tally mark needs to be touched up? He's trying to get it noticed. It's like it's like driving a monster truck. Just because it's bigger doesn't mean doesn't mean there's more of it. Yeah, that's why I drive a Prius. (laughs) So I drive a Dodge Dart. Um, I, I, I brought a Buffalo beer. I hope you guys don't mind. But since I'm from Buffalo, I figured I'd bring something local that I'm hoping you guys haven't had or heard of before. Is that cool? Nice. Exciting. Yeah. Pump. And then I do know a lot of the Buffalo local beers. I wanted to make sure it's something newer that way. I don't have any untapped. I've never untapped it before. That way I don't know what it looks like. So, uh, I'm doing a collab beer between one of my absolute favorite local breweries, Thin Man Brewery from Buffalo. And Mortalis Brewing. I don't know if you guys have heard of either of these. I know Thin Man kind of makes their way to New York. Thin Man Brewery? Thin Man. Thin Man. And then Mortalis. But yeah, Thin Man makes its way to New York City, which is Mm -hmm. why I ask, because I know we got some Connecticut people, and sometimes those trickle over. But they're both from, one's from Buffalo, one's from Rochester. And they made an imperial stout called Aphrodite Jenkins. And it says it has banana, walnut, vanilla, cinnamon, cocoa nibs, 12.5% alcohol. So it, it, it's a little, Ooh, wow. it's a little heavy, but I'm very excited. Um, I She went hard in the paint. <laughs> I'm excited about the banana. I can't say that I've really done 
a beer with this type of roster before. Um, it sounds really interesting to me. It's either going to be great or I'm going to hate the cinnamon and the banana in it. Um, those are two that I just really can't put my finger on that I've had before in an Imperial Stout. So, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I guess I'll, I'll, I'll crack it open. I don't know what else to say. It sounds I think it's fantastic. It's, it sounds really good. It does sound yeah. really good. I'm nervous. Do I, do I open it? Oh, that's okay. That's how you get the beer out. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if you wanted me to say more. In my experience, you have to open the, the can. <laughs> I didn't know if you wanted me to say more, or like say less, or like give my predictions on it. Like, no, you're, you're doing good. great. You're, good. you're, you're doing, doing you're doing great. This is some say the best review on the podcast ever. So, at least so. the best one so far this episode. Right. Well, yes. Hundred percent. I mean, it's it's a oh I I didn't pour it well though. She did a crisp pour too. I know I, I oh. crisp pour nice. <laughs> I was oh, yeah that's a crisp pour. So you the thing so is, bad. is that, like, what is the part of... It's, kiwi, let, it's a kiwi pour now. I'm going to let it settle for, like, a hot second, but one of the things I do on my streams is I do a different, unique stream beer every stream, and I, I always oh. start the stream opening, cracking the beer open, and we have a whole counter, and you can type the beer in and see what it is and go to the untap page. It's a whole thing, and I had the most beautiful pour today. I really did. And now I'm here, and it's, and, you know, it's... I was doing this for, like, 60 people today, and it was nothing, and, and now I'm in front of three three people and one of them i know and i'm shaking and i'm pouring the beer like it's so terrifying we are honored that we made you so nervous that you screwed up a beer pour we are more men we each one of us is more menacing than 20 people now i'm talking to people that know what they're talking about (laughs) chris you need this untapped thing in your stream i you know actually i was talking to uh dana earlier today and i was like man you know it was really fun uh you know we were talking about beer in one of the streams and i was like i i love beer i just it we all we never talk about it on stream at least in my stream like it's always like ah i'm so i have to i have to do better at highlighting the beer because I it's love literally beer. in your name um it's it literally is. part it's what of what got me to click on yes originally see see and now you're I've here, so it's worth it, right? I guess I don't. Maybe you should change it to like White Claw Dad Gamer, Seltzy <laughs> Daddy, Seltzy Daddy. Yes, Ooh. yes, Seltzy Daddy. <laughs> Listen, I don't. I, I like. I like myself a seltzer. It's okay. I'm okay with it. Comfortable is comfortable saying that. Well, I gotta say, off the nose, this smells like just a slice of banana bread, and I'm extremely excited about it. I think that's where they're doing the whole banana and walnut. Now I'm kind of seeing what they're going for with this now. <laughs> Because you don't think about that, but yeah, the walnut with the banana, I, I do see. I just, I did only a sniff. I'm sorry. I'm slow with my beer. No, That's okay. okay. This is part uh, of the process. It is 12.5%, so. Yeah, so the banana bread nose actually really follows through for the sip. Um, it's it's really good. It's it's really sharp. Uh, it's really not boozy for 12.5%. And the finish that I get, like, right off the bat is super cinnamon cinnamony, cinnamon synonymy <laughs> where uh i i don't know if i like it yet or not with the finish i'm a little bit overwhelmed by it it kind of feels like the end of a cinnamon challenge but it could just be a first sip type of scenario for me at Ooh. the moment but i, right. I really 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 it's, it's really it's a really nice light-bodied beard too which is a kind of surprising for an imperial very light-bodied though yeah I w- yeah i would have guessed it would have been heavy but but that's does now now let me let me ask because i know sometimes for me cinnamon will like leave your mouth weirdly dry do you get that is that what you're no not at the moment like... it's it's not dry it's just okay. it's, it's you just get, you really get the cinnamon at the end you do get it from the nose with the whole banana bread walnut type of scenario um the first sip it gets really really good you get like the banana you get like a lot of yeast in it too with a little bit of chocolate 
and then the, the end is just where the cinnamon really becomes predominant and it's just it's kind of like i guess if you're a cinnamon person or not is what you would like it for for me i'm not a huge cinnamon right. person i i did the cinnamon challenge as a kid and i i i, I got sick after it so could be trickery. Childhood tragedy going on over here at the end. I thought you were going to say you were the only one to successfully ever complete the cinnamon challenge, and I was going to be. Has impressed. anyone ever done that? It could be no, part of podcast I know lore. Of. It's up to you. <laughs> I could lie and say I did for clout. There we have no way to know. We have no way to check. So the only person to finish the cinnamon challenge is on our podcast. We are honored. Let's get Guinness on the line. Call him. Hold the gold records. <laughs> Yeah, I think the only the only right. thing I change after a couple of sips is medium bodied, not light bodied. The first couple of sips were like super, but after a couple more, I'm getting a little bit more medium bodied. But aside from that, like yeah, cinnamon just super strong at the end. Not in a bad way, but not for me. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, with twelve over twelve percent, you would expect it to be a little thicker, a little bit heavier body. You know, D- definitely. I would not say heavy, mm. which is where I'm like really surprised by it. Maybe that's so. It's it's dangerously drinkable. Oh, very. Da- it's not boozy in the least bit. Like for Imperials, I usually I usually get hit a little bit heavier with it. But honestly, it's it's very smooth in a good way, but also in a dangerous way. Nice, <laughs> the best kind. It's like a four loco. Now you've had stuff from these breweries before. Which one do you like better? Which of the two? So I I think I'm gonna go with Thin Man. Uh, Mortalis is really known for you know the, the dessert, the pastry stouts, that type of stuff. Like they do a rel- really good, tasty type of stouts. Like they they do really. I just keep saying they do really good stouts. But they have really great stouts. Thin Man, more for the IPA side. Um, they do a, a lot of great Thin Man Bliss, uh, Sci-Fi Hamster Wheel, Burning Money, um, Trial by Wombat, which is literally just a wombat face on a can, and it's terrifying and beautiful <laughs> at the same time. Um, they, they do amazing, amazing IPAs there. They've done a couple great stouts, too, and porters that I've really liked. So I was kind of interested to see the collaboration between the two. Um, I know the owner of Thin Man pretty well, and he just, he's like Mr. The reason I respect him in the brewery so much is he's the guy that brought craft beer to Buffalo, New York. And he was one of the front runners of just the craft beer revolution to begin with, with, you know, before there was over 8,000 breweries across the nation. He he was the guy right. that was bringing craft beer from from all over the United States and outside the United States to Buffalo, New York through like one little tiny bar. And he's grown out to the, this huge thing and he just, he really knows everyone. So he always does amazing collabs with the Man Brewery, which is why I was just like, yeah, of course, like I'm going to try this one out. Hmm. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. I got to take, I got to keep my eyes open for this, this brewery. Oh, you, Next you should. Next time I'm in upstate New York. You should. He, he definitely, he has a good footprint. Um, I don't think he's too far outside of New York yet, but he does a lot of collabs with breweries all across. Like he's, he's done with like New Belgium, like, like big big pretty big breweries like he gets on the map with it so i'd keep an eye out hmm. for him i definitely will. that's awesome that's really cool okay so what we do on this show is we rate our beers on a scale of zero to five on quarter point increments and then we guess <laughs> what the untapped average is so yeah what are your yep. thoughts Mine would be a three seven five okay. on Untapped. Respectable. Um, like you know, it's great. I just um, the finish is not the after the after the whole thing about the end of it is just not for me. Um, and that's not anything about the beer itself. It's just my own personal preference and my dislike of cinnamon apparently. <laughs> um, right. But if I was to guess, it's rating on Untapped. I would probably give it a higher four, maybe like four point two one. I'd say it's higher. Can I can I say okay. four point two one? So. All right, I know you're sitting down, but you might want to sit down on the ground, like even I, more so. Um, I swear I didn't look. Out of two hundred, no, no, no. Out of two hundred and thirteen check-ins, it is a three point six five. Wow! Wow! wow. 
That's that, really low. I am, I am surprised too. Yes, Thin Man Brewery. It's the right one. Uh, double Pastry Imperial Stout. Aphrodite Jenkins. Yeah. Twelve and a half percent. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I'm honestly so. The thing is, is that I take Untapped to be. I always give it a 0.5 of a for what I think it is because that's usually how the ratings come in, especially for something new. Oh, well. So I guess a lot right. of other people agree with me about the whole cinnamon thing. Right. Uh, let's oh, let's see. Um, see if anybody wrote anything. The cinnamon heat has mellowed with age, and now just so much cinnamon. <laughs> oh yeah, is it like a spicy cinnamon more than a than like a cinnamon sugary? It's not even cinnamon? like a spicy cinnamon. It's not a sugary cinnamon. It's just cinnamon. I don't know how to explain it to you other than the aftertaste is just a lot of cinnamon. Qu- quality beer, just not a fan of the cinnamon. I can can I take as a, expected I, a lot of cinnamon. There's a lot of yeah. I am right. honestly shocked. You ever had like cinnamon mouthwash? <laughs> yes. <laughs> is that how it is? Yes and no. Take away the the the. I, it's so weird to say to take away the alcohol from that when it's a beer, but take away the alcohol from a cinnamon <laughs> mouthwash. Okay. Take, take away take away the mouth cleaning ingredients, and uh, and that's what you yeah, got. So I, I'm so, shocked. So at first I was thinking like like the five like not five but like the Wrigley's like cinnamon. I, I was gonna gum. say. On a scale of big red to cinnamon Ooh. sugar. Yeah, big red. That's the word. <laughs> Ooh, there this you is go. a good one. Um, I'm going to go. This is the cinnamon scale. I'm going to go. Was... Um, see, the thing is, it's like, it's, it's neither. I really, I, I can't, I can't describe it. So it's this. like a five. Straight, straight down the middle. It's, out of, it's really. Right down it's, the middle. But it's, it's in the middle. When it's in the middle, it's not what you're looking for from either side of cinnamon. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, yeah, if you're, having, you're thinking yeah. cinnamon, you either want like a sweet cinnamon or you want a hot cinnamon. And when you just get bland cinnamon. And it's just, I, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's not what you expect. Blandeman, yeah, it's, yeah. Blandeman. <laughs> we need, we need a three, we need a three pointed scale. We need a, the first ever triangle scale. <laughs> where, where it's our, our scales have evolved here. Yeah, yeah the, we we've taken on multiple dimensions now. Um, <laughs> so between big red and cinnamon sugar and this beer, that's the, this beer that's is the middle. The, that's that's, that's the this cinnamon. is this is literally the middle of the two. That's the third yeah. point. That's the third point. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's it's just it's odd because like usually I don't expect Untapped to agree with everything I always think. Anytime I ever put my rating in, it's it's always either so much higher or so much lower. And my original mm. thing is kind of like yeah, like that's kind of what I would put in. That's about where it is. I, right. I just I, I was expecting since it's newer, it's usually always in the higher fours. It's the style and the collaboration. You always expect it to be a little higher yeah. than than that. But that's Untapped surprising us here. Yeah. And uh, I know, right? Yeah. So great Crazy. job on the review. You did great. Yes. That's, uh, very, very, very good. Very yeah, good. Awesome yeah. Awesome job. Sweet. Um, but now you get to decide who goes next. Oh. I think we're all ready. We're all thirsty. Well, I guess I'm going to go with the most expected decision and go with Tud. Yep. So everybody expects it. Everyone expects wow. it. Wow. I, yeah, I right. like it. So um, thank you very much for passing the baton to me. Uh, this week, I brought the second in my um in my promised beers that I said I would. Last week, I brought a heavy topper. Um. So, as promised, I said I would also bring a sip of sunshine to the podcast, and okay. nice. I did just that. Nice. I wasn't sure if it was going to be that or Focal Banger. I, was, I, I thought I wasn't sure. Yeah. So, yeah. so, I did debate that, but I noticed that the date on the bottom of the can of Sip was older than the date on the bottom of the can of the Focal Banger. So, I went with the Sip to get it out of my fridge soon. So, for those of you who don't know, Sip of Sunshine is an 8% IPA made by Lawson's Finest Liquids out of Waitsfield, Vermont. Um, it is another one of those beers that says, keep cold, drink fresh on the can. And it basically was, it's a beer that Sean Lawson created and then gave the recipe to Two Roads. 
Sean Lawson invented a beer that he wanted to be widely distributed. Um, he created the, the recipe for Sip of Sunshine and gave it to Two Roads, who then, from there on, brewed it on their own. And now still owns the recipe and brews it with Lawson's finest liquid's name on it, despite the fact that Two Roads did not invent it. They're back to doing that now? I, I believe so. This can was canned by Lawson's Finest Liquids out of Stratford, Connecticut. And last time I was in Stratford, the only brewery there is Two Roads. I, I thought they had stopped because, uh, remember, they did the whole Too Juicy thing. I mean, I guess that was a while ago, but I don't no, know. Yeah, and I'm not too sure of the relationship those two brewers have, whether they sold the recipe. or I know they were kind of, it seems like more like a 12% type arrangement where they were just using this their space to brew their beer. And they kept control, Lawson's Finest Liquids kept control of it. As opposed I don't, to I think, Two Roads doing it. I thought that he had sold the recipe. Um, I don't I don't quite know what the deal is up in Waitsfield, Vermont. I have not been there since he opened his brewery. Um, I hope to go one day. Obviously, um, the, the corona has kind of threw a monkey wrench in, in those plans. But I hope to go one day, and then I will report back at that time whether or not I can also buy a sip of sunshine from, from Sean up in, in Vermont. Um, Ober, I know how you love for me to read cans, so... Here we go. Our Lupin Laden India Pale Ale is packaged with juicy tropical fruit character, bright floral aromas, and delectable layers of hop flavor. Pour mindfully, inhale deeply, and enjoy a tropical vacation in a glass. Ooh, sounds yummy. Nice. So, let's get in it. This was like Tud's Gateway beer. It was like, yeah, right, yes. like where he started amassing just all of the beer inside his house. Yeah, has everyone I, on this call had this, tried this beer before? Oh, yeah. yeah. This beer uh, sends me back to the days of working at beer festivals, and they just came into New York State. And I'd be standing there when the festival would open, expecting people to come to my station and just watching people for five minutes running past my station to go get a sip of sunshine. <laughs> and it was very demeaning. That's the reputation this beer has. It, it really, it, it's, yeah. I will say it has died down a bit over the past few years, um, in my, just in my area, just because it's been there for a bit now. But oh my God, I can't explain the insanity that people went over for this beer when it came into New York State. All right, listen, I went... As they said, I went around and I collected it. At one point in time, my entire top shelf of my fridge was just sip of sunshine. And that was because I went out literally every day to the same five package stores. And I would try to buy it if they had it in stock. Rightfully so. It's amazing beer. For those of you who don't know, it's a bright yellow can. So it's like Ted would probably just go in there, scan right for the where he would normally see it in stock and see if it was waving to him like a big yellow flag. No, that was back in the day. <laughs> When you ha- when they hid this stuff, so you had right. to actually ask the workers, like you had to become friends with the workers at the package store, so they would give you sip of sunshine if they had it. And then sometimes yep. you get one can, two cans. One time I got three cans, and that confused the hell out of me. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's let's dive on it. On the nose, I get lots of tropical notes, a lot of citrus. Um, it smells exactly like how I remember it. Definitely some pine. Oh, it smells so good. All right, let's dive right on in. I can't I can't wait enough. <laughs> the mouth is watering. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Um, I love this beer. Uh, you know, same with, with uh, Hetty Topper last week. This is still, you know, it's one of my go-to beer, or one of my go-to, like, all-time favorite beers. Uh, super tropical, super citrusy. Uh, definitely some some hints of floral at the back end when you get hit with that, that real big hop bite. Again, this is designed to be a New England-style IPA. Um, as we talked about last week, it's not in the style that people think of New England IPAs now. This is 
in the style of what people used to think of New England IPAs as, as being very citrusy with some floral afternotes and, and some hop bite. This definitely has all those. It's not as... It's not as hazy as we expect New England IPAs to be anymore. It's definitely more clear. Uh, head over to the Instagram to take a look at that so you can see what I'm, what I'm talking about there. There'll also be a picture of the can. Um, no, this is this is a fantastic beer. I, it, it's, it's a perfect balance of tropical citrus notes with hot bite. Um, you know, I'm reminded of like hazy little thing by Sierra Nevada is kind of like the most easy beer for everybody to kind of pick up. This has a little bit more bite and a little bit more tropical notes of that, but it definitely does kind of remind me of that beer as well. Now, some of our listeners might be thinking, this sounds very similar to the description of your beer from last week, the Heady Topper. How would you say this dif- differs to, compared to that? Yeah, so, uh, good question. A lot less grapefruit on this one. Um, last week was... I. I I described it as a very grapefruit-heavy flavored beer. Uh, <laughs> you said it tastes 100% like grapefruit juice. Might, that might have been the, the quote you yep. used. Yep. Like you took a grapefruit and bit right into it. Like that was part of the flavor. This is definitely much more much more tropical in a sense of you get a lot more citru- like different citrus notes. So there's, there's definitely some grapefruit, but there's still some, or, I guess, orangey notes. I mean, uh, pick your pick your orange clementines or a normal orange or a blood orange or whatever type of orange you want it's got kind of that like that type of sweetness to it that grapefruits don't have if that makes sense yeah maybe a little bit more sweet and less bitter perhaps yeah less of that grapefruit pucker bitter right it's it's definitely on the sweeter side of the citrus scale um i love this beer i'm gonna give it a 475 i think it's fantastic Ooh. the untapped diverse <sighs> um can I get a check-in count on this? Is it like 37,000? Let's assume it's over over 10,000, less than 100,000. Maybe it is more okay. than 100,000. I don't know how much that's going to change your... 178,000 check-ins. Yeah, there oh, we go. Oh, damn. Okay. Uh, so last week, Heavy Excuse Topper you. was a 4.55. 4. So I'm going to say Sip of Sunshine is going to be somewhere in that ballpark, probably lower, just because it doesn't have as big of... I, I can't even say that. It has as big of a cult following. So I'm going to say 4... 4.41. All right. Not quite. Not quite. A little bit lower than that. I will Ooh. say this is another beer two weeks in a row that you have checked into untapped before. I'm just throwing I'm just throwing it out there. Like, listen. That's I'm, true. I know we, we gave the I checked it back in when week. there were like four people on untapped, though. <laughs> no, I, no, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I just want to throw this out. It might be another star. But, uh... It's four point three five, so point oh six off. Okay, not put not it on the board. Not, put that's it on the board. A, that's a lot lower, obviously, than I expected it to be. But like, like I well, when I you took, were talking, when you were talking heady topper, I was like, oh, he's gonna be point two off. Oh yeah, oh he's just gonna. It's gonna be an easy one. We're gonna slide right in there for man of the people this week. But no, well, guess not. Anything over four point five is tough. I mean, true, you know, true. That other one that we saw a couple weeks ago that I had that was a four point four six. I mean, we were we were shocked that it was that high. So. I, I couldn't I couldn't rightfully go that high. We've had 600, 700 beers in this podcast, and it's only been those past three beers that have been that high. Right. That's true. That's true. Wait, to me, but, it sounds like he's you know, figured out how to look at Untapped before he starts it. That's what the pattern sounds like to me. <laughs> this is what the next the Next week, think. he does a Bud Light. He's Bud Light he's doing next week. As I, as I said last week, if I was going to look at Untapped, I want 
to be the first person to have the perfect rating. I would have just done that and been like, oh yeah, it's Hetty Topper. Like, everybody knows what that is, and I would have guessed it. But, I... You're a man of integrity. I, I am I am nothing but if integritous. <laughs> that's the word. It, yep, that's how they say it. <laughs> integritous. Oh, lordy. Okay. All right. Good. Good. Well, yes. Delicious beer, obviously. I think we all, we've all had it. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, uh, my only super good. closing thought on it would be, I bet if... Two roads never started brewing it, and if it was a lot harder to find, I bet you that average would be higher. <laughs> as funny as that is, you know, it's yep. like it's too available now, so people aren't rating it as high. We we have a we have yep. a thing for that in the beer industry. I don't mean to keep being like, oh my god, I know beer industry things, but we do have we do actually. No, this is why no, we, 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 we like, like this. On. We like this. We yes. want the insider tips. Yeah, this is yeah. this is like a whole phenomenon that we do talk about a ton in the industry and it is sometimes planned by some people where we are very well aware of supply and demand but when the you know it's it, it's supply and demand but with uber ratings you know what i mean the whole black mirror ratings is right. we we very well aware that the more that we supply it the less ratings will go down that's just what it is um so hmm. Some people will in the industry like make sure, like yeah like our 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 barrels are like their their batch is so small and they know it's gonna be a hit but they're gonna make it small to make the untapped rating high and they're gonna do maybe batch two Cheaters. batch three batch five and then when it has enough of like a cult following is when they'll release it to be a little bit more scalable where you'll find it mainly in your local grocery store this and that actually be able to pick up a four pack instead of single bottle. They're very well aware of what they're doing. Oh, interesting. I'll say that. And it's, it's because it's people... E- it's like, economics 101, but it seems seems like cheating. Well, I mean, to be <laughs> fair, it's, it's, the consumer that, it's, it's the consumer that initiates the behavior. Consumers, you know, they, they're, oh, well, this is the That's greatest right. beer on earth. This is the greatest beer. And they hype it up and, you know, they, they get the, the, the little cloud bubble over their head for posting it on Instagram and holding doing the beer trades. And we're watching. We see what happens on Instagram. We, we know the ISOs. We, we know all about it. We see it. And it's it's easy just to scale it up into an actual corporation. It's crazy. It's the whole like uh. That's what we need to the do. The Big Brother type of thing. Yeah. It is. Well, I mean, it is. It is. It is a. It, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. I, how long has Treehouse been like? How long have we wanted to try Good Morning from Treehouse? Like from the beginning. Like since I got into craft beer, they have not yeah. brewed it. Yeah, exactly. And that's years now. Like, I remember you telling me about it when I first learned about Treehouse. And I was like, oh, I can't wait until they brew it again. That seven years ago. Or like, it was so long ago. Is that like, like the uh, highest rated beer made with like ground unicorn horn or something? It's, 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 I think it is the single highest rated beer on Untapped. Something like, like that. The last time I went through and checked, I thought it was like, like, it was up there. Like, it's, it's, it's it, ridiculously it's a, rated. It's like a maple stout, maple stout or something like maple syrup yeah. stout something so anywho with with dolphin blood I don't know. <laughs> yeah i mean i don't i don't know i don't know their thought process but for someone that does this type of thing it's if it's the highest rated why would you ever release it again right it can only go down it can only go there. down from there you leave it you leave it and you say well it was good and you know what they've probably put variants out there that are like maybe a, a centimeter off from the original i know breweries that specifically brew the same thing exact same thing slap a different label on it and people have two completely different opinions on it it's all about the demand it's crazy huh yeah, yeah. it's crazy the marketing well, the, the picture on the can yeah right it still weighs in at a at a 4.74 on untapped that's crazy it's pretty high well i mean i hear that dawf podcast beer is like 5.7 so yeah we're the only one yeah. to make it over five 
We're the only one. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah. You have to you have to pay you have to pay even higher to rate it on Untapped. You have to pay the super super primo plan. Um, but yeah, it's it's really good, and um, you can't get it ever again unless you do see it, and then it's a thousand dollars. But it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> We got this. We got this, guys. I mean, guys, I gave it. you guys a five-star rating. I, I feel like the yes. listeners should do that, All right. Too. Let's go. They should definitely do they that. Should. Everybody should. should. We, I mean, we, on, we talk about on every, every iTunes, week. the untapped of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, don't use, I don't use iTunes. Oh. I still, still rate those five stars on iTunes. <laughs> All right. I'm going to hand the review segment off to Obert. That's right. Thank you. Appreciate it. You know, we... Um, we teased last week we're bringing back the pregame, which is our uh, our patrons-only exclusive podcast we record beforehand. We're running a little behind, so we're doing the postgame. I'm still going to yeah, be on that. Yeah, we're doing the postgame tonight. Doing the postgame, so I'm glad I don't have to do back-to-back beers. So I'm glad that you handed it over to me. Um, Good but, call. But I Good also call. have a beer I'm very excited for, uh, one we've talked about the brewery and the podcast before, uh, and that's Great Notion Brewing, and this is their ripe India Pale Ale. Now, friend of the pod, Marissa, shipped me some a bunch of Great Notion beers. And even though this is probably one of their more basic ones, I figured sometimes that's the best thing you can use to judge a brewery on. You know, just kind of go with their, like, flagship IPA. Yeah. Um, and we've talked about their Super Ripe before. Uh, and the, so this was, you know, I, I had the same thought process as you, Ted, where this was canned on January 13th. So I'm like, it's time. I don't want to wait any longer for this beer. Let's have it on. Yeah. Let's have it on the podcast. Yeah. You don't want to start drinking old beer. And just for those of you who, who are following along, uh, Super Ripe was the final, second to final beer that we talked about on the um the, the list countdown? of the countdown. countdown there we go i forgot the name of the segment for a second there guys <laughs> it's uh, called yeah. the countdown with todd how do you forget <laughs> yeah so this isn't the super ripe this is just their original ripe yeah it looks like i'm in the can here it's uh brewed exclusively with citra hops ripe is an award-winning ipa loaded with tropical notes of mango and papaya so looks like 100 percent citra on this one and I for sure get that on the nose. As some on this podcast would say, it smells like I'm about to drink pure grapefruit juice. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I feel uh, personally attacked. No, and uh, oh yeah, so as I mentioned, the can. I think all their their ripe series have like a skeleton pirate. He's got a he's got a, even though he doesn't have any eyes, he has one of those eye patches. And he's eating what <laughs> looks like must be a bunch of mangoes, I guess. So they almost look like peaches. They I don't do know. look like peaches. But based on what I just read, they got to be mangoes or papayas. So hard to tell. Mm-hmm. Great potato, notion, potato. Right in. Great notion, right in. Thank you. I'm just gonna guess mangoes. So let's uh, let's <laughs> let's dive right in here. You got something for me, Ted? I, I'm I'm yeah. I'm gonna jack this one up. Oh God. Oh no. I like beer. It makes oh, me. Oh my God. God damn it. Every time. Every time. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know why I think it's going to be different. <laughs> At this point, he's just trolling me. Oh, 100%. That is true. Yes. I yes. know that it annoys you, so it makes me want to do it more. I know. Um, all right. So let's see. Let's do some flavor review here. Uh, for sure, I for sure get a lot of those Citra hops. You know, it's obviously with a profile of 100% Citra. That's what you're going to taste. But with that, I for sure get the tropical notes. What did it say on the can of Sip of Sunshine? Something about you're just like drinking in a fruit 
a fruit punch or tropical fruit. I don't know. Enjoy the, the tropical vacation in a glass. Yeah, that's I'm stealing. I'm stealing the marketing from <laughs> from <laughs> Sip of Sunshine. It's a copyright saying, infringement, right there. Yeah, <laughs> this is like a Cancun vacation in a glass. <laughs> um, but yeah, mango, papaya for sure. Lots of very sweet, um, you know, unfiltered hazy goodness. Definitely an amazing New England style IPA. Looks like they can brew those even in Portland for sure. I, um, you know, what inspired me to bring this on today was on my my fake Facebook birthday, April first. I celebrated by drinking one of their Mango Super Invader beers, and uh, it was the best IPA I had in 2021. It was wow, yeah. Not to take away from this review, but that was what <laughs> made me want to have this on right away. Um, this is, but this is a damn good IPA. Makes me want to try. Makes me want to try some of the other ones in the Ripe series, which I know I think I mentioned I had one before, but never the original Ripe. Uh, and sometimes you can't do better than the original. This is gonna get. This is gonna get a four and a quarter from me. I really like this. Wow! Wow! That's, That's high. For solid. You. It is high solid. Price. Yeah. So, so Kiwi, just so you're aware, Obert has the same rating style as you. He is extremely tough on his ratings. It's, it's, you know, if you're if you're not tough on your ratings, are you honestly even belonging on Untapped? Like, it's, it's one or the other. Right. You're either really tough on the ratings, or you give everything a five. There's no in between. Oh no, that's what I see. No, well, I'm. I, I mean, yeah, I, I see people know. who throw out four seven fives, four and a half fives a lot. But I, I do see, I do see a lot of those. Kiwi, are we? We're friends on Untapped. I uh, think we I'm might honest. be. I'm really bad at Untapped. I'm about. Oh, me too. Oh. I'm the worst of the show. I'm about ten percent logged of what I've drank. <laughs> Because yeah. it's just uh, like, you know, like I'm, I'm always barred, barred, bar at work, beer rep and beer rep coming in. Hey, hey, you want to try the sample of our new batch? Which is awesome. But like, I'm just, I'm so right. caught up in it. Like, I'm not going to be like, excuse me, I'm going to take on my Let phone pull here. out my phone. I'm going to take my phone out and take yeah. a picture from Tam. So like, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to person. <laughs> There's people that are I like used that. to be, I used to be that way. You, I used to you, be that Were way. you the person at the beer festivals that I see? Listen, if you do this, stop it right now. If you're the person at the beer festival that comes up to me and takes, a, takes, what do you have on tap? What, oh, okay. And then you take it and you take one sip and then you pull your phone out in front of me and untap it and then put it down and walk away. Fuck you. Who puts it down? Oh, no. People no. do that. You write that no. while you're walking to the next booth and, dr- and finishing people, it. People yeah, you have to get back in line and drink it while you get to the front of the yeah. line again. People do it, and it's it's honestly slap in the face. That is terrible. Yeah. No, no, That's I awful. would never do yeah. that. I would never do that. If, if if it's a beer I don't like, you just you 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 you, you person up and you chug it. Like that's all you do. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be. It, and so. this is why. <laughs> this is why we have never successfully together the three of us ever left a beer fest not stumbling. Yeah, true. No, yes. I was gonna say we we we've made a lot of bad decisions by following this leave no beer unfinished rule. <laughs> but guess what though? There are times it would be good to to leave a little behind, but that's not our style here. Neither has any beer rep ever. We don't leave those sober either. We're drinking with nice. you guys. Yeah. The thing is, is that exactly. I want I want to do this. What I want to be Kiwi when I grow up. Unfortunately, I'm older than I'm, you, but still, when I grow when I grow down, I want to. I want to be I'm Kiwi. I'm I'm young for my industry. <laughs> I am young for my industry. Actually, there's perfect. No, there, yes, I'm. <laughs> there's still time. Just just. There's still time. Just quit everything I've I've well, learned over the last. When she needs years. assistance, she knows who to call. She's gonna call us. 
True. I, true, I yes. do always, yes. especially for beer fest, I always grab my friends because I I always need people. And then the distributor that carries my beer always needs peeper, peep, people. <laughs> people for the smaller breweries that don't have uh full-time brewery rep support for them at the festivals um we i always like i'll i'll bring like six to seven friends with me i know that's crazy to think of now during covid that that type of i would like to say that i think i think we now are officially friends we are i'd say so so if you need somebody i don't live that far away if you want to come to buff and fuck it up at a beer fest i'm here I always the thing is that like I just don't know when a beer fest is going to be again. Let's, oh, listen, right. I'm down. I'll I'll, I'll I'll drink through a mask if I have to. Like, let's go. I did just get to. <laughs> He's gonna have a straw strum straw coming out the mask. To- yeah, we have totally it coming out the bottom. Not the purpose whatsoever. It's fine. <laughs> no, it goes it goes right into the <laughs> alcohol. Like, the, yeah, the yeah, and that kills anyway. it. Alcohol yeah. kills things. It's oh, yeah, exactly. That's what it's all about. Oh, that sounds like so much fun. Oh, my they're, Lord. They're fun. It sucks you don't oh. live closer, guys. They're fun. You know what? Listen, breweries, breweries out there that know Kiwi, um, if you would like a podcast to, like, rep your table, like, it would be so much. We'd be so good at it. We'd be we so Here's the thing. We'll yeah. record it. It'd be a blast. Hold on. I have an idea. I have a brain blast. What you do is you market yourselves drinking alone with friends to drinking with friends at beer festivals, set up shop at a brewery. Pitch it to the brewery. Hey, we'll live fucking podcast this shit while we're here at the beer fest. We'll interview people. We'll talk about your beer exclusively during the beer fest. And we'll pour for you. Like They're going to be like, oh my God, you're going to pour for us? They're not even going to hear any other words. They could care less. But they're going to hear you're going to pour for us. But actually, that'd be a very cool idea. I'm just saying. It would like be it. awesome. Yeah, that would I'm be so, so excited so. now. We have a spinoff. Yep. You, you guys kind of yep. have now. a spinoff. <laughs> I've always wanted to have a spinoff. I think it'd be a cool thing. My goals in life. I think people they 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 would like it. I could see some breweries liking that. I don't know if you. I think you. I, I listen. I'm I'm down. Southern Grist, right in. Fox Farm, right in. Like, hey, we're here I've for been to you. Southern Grist. Oh. I love their shit. Southern Fox Grist is Farm. so good. So They're, good. And Southern Gris. I miss them both. Sorry to deter this from the podcast, but the Tennessee, right? Or yeah, Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. I, I used I used to live uh forty five minutes outside of Nashville. So yeah, I had some like some good coconut lime shit. I loved it. Yeah, they, they do what is it? Pastry stouts and fruited sours and coconut beers and something else. I don't remember. Back but, before uh, it was cool. I have a hat. Yeah, back before it was so good. So good. Oh. I love I love that place. I actually we have a friend now that lives out that way and i want her to send me a box right now but yeah um that same friend if you would like to send me a box get in touch like honestly jenna i know we're i know kiwi's here but jenna listen if you want i'll pay i'll pay you money to send us to send send me (laughs) jenna i'd like some stuff too i know we don't know each other jenna but i kind of i'm I'm, I'm here if we're doing this at at the brew locker on instagram there you go free plug boom um (laughs) but any anywho Thank. That's awesome. Yeah, I w- I miss beer fest. I want them to be back so bad. So I think bad. you guys should live. By the way, do it. We- do it at a beer fest. I think it'd be really cool. Before yeah. we get into Chris's review, the Rising Pint did send me an email yesterday saying that they are back June twelfth in Connecticut. Okay. Like they're doing the rise. So uh, Kiwi, just for your knowledge, Rising Pint is the biggest beer festival in Connecticut. Um, at least in the Hartford area. Somebody down in the lower part of the state's going to yell at me for that. But uh, it's definitely the biggest in in hartford area and it's at Rensselaer field which is the yukon football stadium and basically they, they cover the entire upper part of the dome with breweries and you can walk around that's the beer festival that i've said that the three of us have never have never left sober from because we try to drink literally every single beer in the place if you're not doing that you're not doing a beer festival right exactly. IMO. 
literally the people working the brew festival that's what we do we're working it i can't tell you uh, uh, unless like you're dd which rightfully so you should be sober you're not right. I, I can worst be worst dd worst ever dd ever <laughs> every every person well, is drinking right alongside with you they may not be allowed to show you that they're drinking but promise you they are i promise you they are can you uh... Can you imagine that first beer fest back? It's going to be such a crazy mix of people who just like spent the entire COVID times just hardening their liver combined with people who've forgotten how to drink in public. Like it's just going to be mayhem. The first beer festival. Yes. Everybody's going to leave sober because they're so used to drinking copious amounts of alcohol. They're just going to walk out. (laughs) I'm terrified. I don't think that's what's going to happen. You ever, you ever witness like the, 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 the glass dropping on the ground and the woo and like everyone does it and then the more he gets goes through the night the more glasses drop and the more woo and like people think it's funny so then people start smashing them on the ground and make everyone go woo it's gonna be that by times time yeah i'm so excited because <laughs> like i thrive off of this but uh this entire beer fest conversation i've been trying to think about my untapped guests and oh that's right we uh, didn't even do the guests yet i <laughs> don't worry I, I i got us back i got us back on track here we're back and we're back and you know because it's so, funny because there's a lot there's the, like I said there's the super ripe there's all these ripe variants that i think are going to be probably higher than the original i feel like that's how these things kind of go um so that being said i really like this beer though i'm thinking it's gonna be a pretty high one i'm thinking 4.19 so out of 18,000 check-ins. Wow. Um, very high. Which is probably like the most checked-in beer you've ever brought from to the podcast uh, from your area of the country. But it is <laughs> – you were close. It's a 4.24. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Edge cut um, out. I am. 0.05. Damn it. Oh, okay. I got to get close. I got to get close. Here. So much. So much. I was hoping to get that second asterisk on my on my win column. I, I am – I'm glad you did not get it. I'm, I would have. I would have listened. I would have. I would have written the inter, Interpol or whoever whoever it is. Like, I think the, the the mother goose of the podcast. The mother goose. Yes, I would have <laughs> filed but, filed a petition. But that's okay. Cool. Okay. Oh, okay. No, but that's Damn. so so. Real quick before we move on to to Chris's rating, that's one pretty close to my rating. This is me and Kiwi are both pretty pretty good people of the people here um but i really really high rating for a uh, new england ipa out of portland yeah as far away as you could be i like the whole people of the people thing there's man of the people yeah. and then there's people of the people like right. we, we right. actually know what's up with our own rating but then you you, you think right. you overthink it when you think about what untapped thinks about it yeah yeah it, gets in your head. it really does it does you it never does. know what untapped be doing exactly <laughs> untap be tapping but we have one last last beer review and that is yeah. Chris, who's been patiently waiting this whole time. So I'm so patient. Uh, so I figured this would be, well, first and foremost, this was sent to me in a beer trade uh, from another uh, streamer and friend, uh, Calvin C. Joust on Twitch, if you want to check him out. Um, but this is from uh, Tampa Bay Brewing Company, Quat, a seasonal fruit ale. So uh, I assume kumquats. Nice. Okay. Uh which is an effervescent golden ale brewed with locally sourced kumquats. So, uh, what? Why are you so? Why? I just I just laugh at you saying that word. Why? It's a oh wow. Ooh, I just opened it and the the nose the nose picked up picked up so many smell tastes right now. Ooh, nice. I like mid, this. Mid word. 
couldn't even yeah. finish the thought. It just overtook his brain. Yeah, it's it's like sprinkled into my nose. It's, it's, it's good. But um, but thank you, thank you, Calvin. Thank you for this. Uh, I'm very excited to have this. Uh, I've not had anything from Tampa Bay Brewing Company before, but I have seen their beers uh, on Discord and Instagram of the such. Beer is good. Beer is good. Beer is good. It's good. Beer is good. Beer is good. Beer is good. Let's go drink some beer. So poured it. Uh, it's got a nice little head on it. Got the. It's like. It's like. It's. 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 It's it's a little hazy in there, unfiltered. Um, but it is a golden ale, so it's not. We don't do a lot of just straight up. Well, this isn't straight up golden ale, but we don't do a lot of golden ales. But it is uh, a 2019 uh, silver medalist from the Great American Beer Festival. There it is. Ooh, Ooh that's cool. right on there. Yeah. So so here we go. Uh, I'm very excited. Uh, I don't know if I've ever had a kumquat to be honest. So I wanted to ask if we, you know. Fruit spurts of the pod. Have either of you had uh, a kumquat? No, I, I, I've been waiting to say this, but I no. don't want to interrupt. But I, 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 I can't <laughs> ever, for the life of me, tell you what a kumquat looks like, let alone tastes like or smells like. What is? Where does the kumquat come from? Tampa. Um, is it Tampa? <laughs> Tampa, Tampa. <laughs> yeah, locally sourced Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Well, they look. They they kind of look like. I don't know if you can see that. My my ring lights doing the thing, but like an orange it's, mango. It's, like an orangey, yeah, an orange mango something. Looks like they hang from a tree of some sort. Um, <laughs> this is a very, yeah, we're definitely a fruit podcast, obviously. Uh, <laughs> but uh, this is uh, relatively new, one eleven twenty one. so I'm very excited for it. Uh, the head is gone. Bye, head. Goodbye. Goodbye, bye. I mean, I get a very strong, like, citrusy, like, vibe from it. I assume it smells what a kumquat's a kumquat a kumquat smells like. Uh but uh I don't I don't know, clearly. <laughs> but I'm I'm super excited. Super excited. Let's try. Oh, okay. Alright. So that's what a kumquat tastes like. So that's what a kumquat <laughs> tastes like. Oh, okay. Uh it's it's really good. Um it's it's not it's let me see. I'm trying to play. It's like it's like an orange type flavor, but it's a little bit lighter than like straight up orange. Um, but it is it's got that like re- nice uh, like a nice refreshing t- taste to it. Um, I'm not gonna lie, you, you kind of get a little bit of a pucker right up front, like a little bit of sourness. It's not too not too sour, but a little bit of sourness up front, and then like into like a sweet. Um, oh, see, look, I picked up a little something something else there. A kumquat, man. I'm gonna try one of these things. <laughs> this sounds sounds really good. I mean, it sounds with my taste with my taste mouth really good. <laughs> there's a lot of slints going on. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff happening, but it, it sweetens up, and then you get hit again with that like citrus orange flavor, but like a like a like a like a light citrus orange um, kind of mellowing out. And then on the very very tail end, the very back end, you get like your nor- like one of a I don't know stereotypical like golden. Um, golden like aftertaste a little bit so uh loses it a little bit at the end for me but it's not that bad when you say golden mean like a, a wheat ale maybe yeah like le- yeah like a wheat yeah so just right right towards the end um but i mean very solid beer um very good like um re- nice refreshing uh i can definitely taste that they're locally sourced uh so that's always good <laughs> well everyone knows tampa has the best kumquats Everybody knows that. anybody anybody who's named after a fruit definitely knows that. Oh, you're so. going to Tampa. I, I bring me home some kumquats. I very well knew that kumquats are from the United States. I would have never thought anything else from that. Never. Yeah. So, someone that's named after a fruit. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> we have we have an expert here. Obviously. So, um, 
but it is it is a very solid beer um very good uh you know definitely a little bit different than what i normally have uh i mean i know i have a lot of fruited beers of course but um you know i don't know it's uh really good really refreshing i'm a fan i'm a fan i like it thank you thank you calvin for this this is a a nice a nice refreshing beer probably something that you would want to it was 75 degrees and sunny today it was beautiful outside so it was like a perfect today beer go outside lawn chair beer lawn chair beer yes perfect perfect lawn mowing beer yes that fits the whole dad vibe Mm. Uh, (laughs) i'm looking very out there with his his sandals and his socks yeah yeah my 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 white new balances um very low alcohol 4.1 percent. so okay you know it's a it's a it's a sessionable guy so um I like it. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a four. I think it's. I think it's solid. It's a little different than what we normally have on the podcast, which I like. Um, and I think the Untapped Diverse. I mean, it's a 2019 Great American Beer Fest silver medalist. Um, but uh, how many check-ins does it have? I'm curious. I see uh, 5,089 check-ins. Oh wow! Wow. I think it's gonna be high. Um, I don't know if it's gonna be over four. I don't know if it's going to be over four, though. Uh, you know what? 4.0, lock it in. I think it's going to be exactly a 4.0. Okay. You're wrong. Um. Yeah, I figured. I figured. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the right answer. Uh, we're, we're checking in here at a 3.58, which... Wow. Oh, wow, way Whoa. off. Yeah. Way off. Honestly, way yeah. off. Beers, beers with something unique like this, it's usually... Not mm. as well deserved with the rating because a lot of people just don't even have they never even had these profiles before. Myself speaking from the whole cinnamon fiasco on my end, it's 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 like that. It'd be like that sometimes. Yeah, no, I I probably should have thought about that. And like, I, I mean, no offense to Tampa Bay Brewing Company, you're probably really good, but like, it's not like it doesn't get the hop hype from like the name of the brewery. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like oh, it's Trillium or whatever. And um, okay, oh well, okay. Another one. It's in the books. It's fine. It's fine. It definitely wasn't over four. I was right. I was right about that. <laughs> but you guessed exactly you, four. You were so. wrong. I did. I, I did. I did. I thought I was going to guess 4.07, then 3.97, and, and then I just locked and they it They were up. all wrong. But all neither wrong. one of them would have helped your cause. None of yeah. them would have been right. Honestly, yes, I yes. bet none of them even know where the kumquat comes from. That's so lame. Yeah, what losers. losers. Ah, man. In order to check it in on tech, you should have had to verify whether or not you knew where kumquats kumquats came from. So, um, (laughs) I mean, I did because it says it on the can. You did know. You answered my question. I did know. I did know, but very smart. I'm going to get some next time I'm at the grocery store and I see some kumquats. I'm going to find one of these suckers. It'll be like I'm drinking the beer. What is the most popular kumquat recipe out there? What would you say that is? Ooh. Um,. I assume it's a smoothie of some su- of sub- some sort, like a kumquat and banana and uh, peach and rum. Yeah, that would be a good <laughs> a good recipe, like an alcoholic one. No, I think in the Florida theme, it's like a key lime pie. There's like the kumquat pie. Oh. That's what I was thinking. I was going to say a pie. pie. Sounds gross, yeah. but kumquat pie. It does. It does. It, sounds, it, does it sounds, sounds a little bit naughty. It sounds really gross. It also does you know, kumquat and pie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> this is a family program. It's an adults-only podcast. It's, it's, it's beer drinking. We're good. Damn, this is a Wendy's. Please escort. Please. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, no, the dirtier we name our podcast, the more downloads they seem to get. So that's true. That's yeah. true. Yes. Be ready, everybody. Come quat in a pie. Um, <laughs> come into come into your down your download feed <laughs> this Thursday. You wondered how we got the episode name, folks. Here it is. <laughs> Kiwi likes to come quat in pies. Let's go. I'm so sorry, mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, Kiwi's mom. Mrs. Kiwi. No, it's not like that. It's not like that. She's, she didn't mean that. I was trying to plug the podcast to my mom, and she was so excited. <laughs> now she's gonna be, my daughter, what has streaming done to you? Oh, my God. You, the internet has broken poor Kiwi. Oh, no. <laughs> the internet has done ter- terrible, terrible things. I mean, this is the first the first time the internet's ever done anything terrible. I think is, is right now. Um, is Mrs. Kiwi gonna send us a cease and desist? Mrs. Right, Kiwi's yeah. just. I gonna, think that's how that works. This is yeah. She's gonna go. I, I like to joke with my uh, my friends, and I tell the chat all the time in my streams of because I sell beer professionally, and I'm I come from a, a, a very Long Island Jewish family. And, uh, you know, the, the whole thing is the, uh, the Kiwi, oh, are you still selling the beer? That, that's what they, that's what they <laughs> ask me in, in lieu of me not having children for them is, oh, you still selling the beer? Right. So, um, the whole kumquat thing is probably going to come into play somehow. I don't know how, but there's going to be disappointment. I am, I am so excited <laughs> that this podcast has brought dishonor on your family. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, here we are, three, three angelic upstanding gentleman and of course we have this this harlot on to, to uh, she ruined us name yeah, yeah. yeah. The, we were angels before the now. term yeah. is a uh, harlot actually <laughs> the, what i've been told by by one of my most favorite uh 80 year old bartender is a trollop the correct word is trollop okay thank you what? I don't know what that means. I don't either, but it's, he called me a trollop. It's like a and harlot, but different. He called me a trollop once, and he's like, I just know you're a trollop. And I didn't know what it meant, but I knew he was insulting me. But I took it. <laughs> it was... huh. and then that That's what you roll with. You, you, have, you haven't you have had the heart to Urban Dictionary yet. You don't want to know. I, I just, I just, I, I know without knowing, you know? Sometimes you don't need to know to know. Fair, fair. Well, that was, that was, that was very, very good. That was awesome. <laughs> uh, so, uh. I, I, here's here's some fun questions. So, what is your favorite types of beer? Favorite type of beer? What do you what do you enjoy drinking? You go to you go to your beer fridge, which nice nice touch. I see it behind Thank you. you. Um, and uh, and what do you, what do you pull out? So I'm a I'm a dark beer person. I really am. Like I I go from the scale of like if we start at an amber and make our way down, like that's usually it for me is like my favorite types. Not to say I don't love myself a good sour, a good IPA. Let's say I I love those too. But I I do favor stouts. I do. I really love a good stout. Um I don't know if it's like the whole roasted aspect of it, but and it's funny because like when I started out drinking beer at the ripe age of obviously twenty one, obviously, obviously as as is everybody yeah. else. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's ever drank when they're under twenty one. Never. The, the, like literally, the the minute I hit it, I um my beer of choice was not really of choice, but what I could get my hands on of a by legal age twenty one year old. Uh, Coors Light with ice cubes. That's what I started out drinking because it was too spicy. For water me. in water. It was it was too much. It was yeah, too you spicy. Water it down. Yeah, I had to water. Mm, I had to yeah. water down that Coors Light <laughs> with the ice cubes. So it's funny. That makes sense. Coors Light yeah. on the rocks. Yeah, really Coors Light on the rocks. <sighs> so it's funny now to be like, oh my god, this twelve point five percent beer is so smooth. This twelve point five percent stout so smooth, and 
I started out at 21 years old, I, obviously. Uh, Coors Light on Coors I Light think on I ice. now know what trollop means. <laughs> Tro- trollop clearly means you put ice in your Coors Light. That's obviously what <laughs> okay. That's the definition. But yeah, I, I love I love, I love, love a good dark beer. I mean, as, unfortunately in the summertime, I can't get into the mental space of drinking it unless it's like nighttime. Anyone else feel that way? It's always stout season. Mm. Um, at night. Yeah. At night in summer. Yes and no. So like, I like I I can't drink it on like a hundred degree day outside, but like if I go in my house and it's like sixty eight degrees, like I can drink it in there. Yeah, I mean outside. <laughs> I mean, listen, if it's summertime, you're drinking outside. Let's be real here, right? But eighty five percent chance. No, I feel the same way. So Kiwi, do you have a a dark beer that uh, like is like I'll say like a widely available dark beer that's your favorite of all of them? Uh, like, what's your favorite beer? Oh, okay. Put me on the spot here. Um, I, I, I know. It's like asking someone what their favorite song is. I'm like, I don't know. I like a lot of songs, okay? So, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> I, I'm like, I'm trying to think of like flagship wise. I guess I'm going to take two for stouts because I'm just, I'm not really entirely sure on the flagship wise with one of them. It just, I know it's pretty popular. One, I'm going to say is less available, Mass Landing, Gunner's Daughter. I could tell you that if you would like to exchange that, I can get a shit, the literal shit ton of it. We can. I, I I get it here now. I get it here now. <laughs> okay. I, I know they're I know they're from your area. Um, I get it here now. I think I think by far that's by hands down my favorite stout of all stouts. But wildly available, I would say uh, Bell's Kalamazoo Stout. I think I think it's just right on par. Okay. It, it, it hits the nail on. If you're to think of a straight stout recipe. And you're like, I want a stout. And you're not thinking of the additives. You're not thinking of the lactose, the pastry, this and that. You want a stout. I think Bell's Kalamazoo Stout is hands down like a stout that you should have. And no. Nice. Good pulls. Yeah. I'm glad we got a little sense of your 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 favorite flavor profile coming into this I, episode. So now we know. I now okay. know that I need to go try this Bell's Kalamazoo Stout because if you like Gunner's Daughter, then, then I know what I'm getting myself into. Well, I'll, I'll say they're, they're different. They are different, you know. It's not, but I think it. I think it's. I think it's definitely just like if you want a stout and you're thinking like I want a stout and that's it, go for Bell's Kalamazoo. It's it's just the perfect blend of the stout. What the stout should if you're gonna say a Cicerone test for what a stout is because you know how Cicerone is. Um, I'd I'd say that one. Hmm. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. And are you are you a Cicerone? Have you been hiding this from us or the entire time? I mean, your you girl's a Cicerone, yeah. It's it's actually we we make fun of each other in the beer industry when uh, people people say they're a Cicerone. No one cares. We actually just make fun of you to your face, not behind your back. Obviously, we're we're more respectful right, right. than that. But um, yeah, it, it's it's not because there's just so much going on in in the beer industry. It's ever changing. There's so many different styles coming to light literally every week. I just saw a beer being brewed with a fish head the other day, and I was like. Hmm? So, you know, Cicerone isn't covering that. It was like a catfish head. I can't even, yeah. I Not a dogfish head? Not a dogfish head. No, <laughs> <not>. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. Sammy Adams wouldn't go for that now. Come on. <laughs> no. Th- That's well, true. That's the true. The thing is, though, like, they, didn't ti- they didn't entirely make nonsense when they were like, well, if you could do an oyster stout, you can do a fish stout. And I was like, you're not wrong. You're just, I'm unsettled by this. No, no, no. The word is wrong. <laughs> Like that, that, they've crossed the line there. Like you don't, you don't. There's a line you don't cross, and they done just jumped right over it. You're fi- so you're saying you're you're fine with oysters. You're fine with oysters, but you're not fine with fish head. So personally, I'm not a. F- I, I love oysters. 
I'm not a fan of oyster stouts. They don't really do it for me. Um, I always find that they have a a an off flavor, and the off flavor is obviously the fish that they're brewed with. Um, but personally, I like to keep I like to keep my seafood and my beer. I can drink them at the same time, or I can eat, drink and eat them at the same time. I like to keep them separate when making them. If that makes sense. Validated opinion, then. <laughs> Absolutely validated opinion, then. Well, all right. So when you working for a brewery, what is your opinion? I've always wanted to know this, and I because I, I, I can't do it. But when I see it happen a lot, when somebody orders a beer and they don't like it, and they tell the brewer, "I don't like this beer." You as a brewer, or you as somebody who works in the industry, what do you think of that? You're trying to sell them this beer. You thought they liked it. They don't like it now. What do you do? Well, so I'm on the sales sides of it. So I actually deal with this a ton. And a lot of people are going to be like, okay, well, I don't like it. And it's like, all right, you know, that's very validated. Everyone has a different palate. We all like, you don't like oyster stouts? I fucking love oyster stouts. They're delicious. You know, we're not going for 100% ever on our fan base here. Like, look at Untapped. You know, like, we're very well aware not everyone's going to like a certain beer that you put out. When I'm told no and I don't like it by, like, a beer buyer or someone like that, I go, okay, you don't like it. But do you speak for your entire restaurant? Oh, no, no, you don't. Hey, like, let's try it out for a week. I'll come in. I'll sample the beer out. You, you know, you, you've seen a, a, a beer broad or someone like that coming out there and, hi, would you guys like a free beer sample? Would you like a cozy with your beer? Not always, but sometimes, you know, we're, we're out there. Sometimes it's a dude. That's happened. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's how I made my way into the beer industry. Uh, <laughs> um. It's, it's just, it's getting it into the hands of the customer. And honestly, like, it's never going to be 100%. It just, it's not. And a lot of breweries, if you're doing it right, you're taking that into consideration. If you're hearing it more than people liking the beer, you better be taking it into consideration. And you better be looking and reflecting on the brew and being like, hmm, how do we scale this? Do we retry this again and, and listen to what people said? Do we just put it on the shelf and say, all right, fuck it, it was a fail? Like, what do we do here? Like, for my example, Aphrodite Jenkins. Like, I, by far trust the man and i love the beers they put out the cinnamon was an absolute flop for me do they reproduce this and, and scale it back on the cinnamon or do they say it's a loss it really depends on what the overall population thought how far deep is this into the pr of the beer is this redeemable are people just never going to try this again because they had it bad once i can't tell you the amount of times i've sampled beer in a grocery store it had someone come up to me and be like well i don't like ipas Okay, well, when's the last time you had an IPA? Mm, eight years ago, and like that's like that's like when the West Coast was popping. The the bitter, the heavy, the trasher palate hopped IPAs were a style, and that's the last time they've had an IPA. And I'm like, well, yeah, you're not gonna like. It. You probably had a really bad experience with an IPA. Here, try this hazy, and they love it. A lot of people don't want it. Once they've had something bad, they may not try it again. So it just really it takes a lot of factors into can we redeem this? Can we redo this? Do we just put a different label on it and call it a day? Because we do do that. Yeah, I'm, Cheaters. I, I'm thinking of back of, of, of a brewery that we just talked about that um, may may or may not own the the Fishhead Beer Brewery. Uh, they just rebranded their basically all of their IPAs and kind of tricked the industry because people are like, oh, this is great. I'm like, well, it's the same beer it was six months ago. It just has a new name. Are you talking about Sam Adams? Yeah. What did they What did they do? They re They rebranded like the New England IPA. They, it's now called Wicked Hazy. Oh. Okay, that's so all of their IPAs. So now they they did a good thing. They they minimized their book by naming all their beers. It's Wicked Hazy and you know it's Wicked Easy and Wicked Heavy. I think is the other one. It's just they put it all underneath the Wicked brand. 
So now they they can they're not selling five thousand different beers. They're selling we have the Wicked series for IPAs. They have a different series for stouts. It was a good idea, but people are like, "Well, the Wicked Hazy is delicious." I'm like, "Well, it was the same beer that you didn't like by Sam Adams six months ago, but now it's got a better name." Right? No, interesting. I didn't know they. Re- I didn't realize they did that. That's smart, but it's, you know, it's the billboard effect. It's, it's there's so many, so many times that like my breweries, for instance, will put out a beer. And I'll have people come up to me and say, oh, like, I didn't realize this brewery, like, they'll, they'll call the, my brewery by our flagship name. And they'll think that that's right. what our, like, that's what the brewery was. Like, a lot of the normal, like, the, if you're not, like, the craft beer connoisseur, most average consumers see those beers as that by that name and they don't realize the breweries behind it and it, it it is honestly like a whole billboard marketing thing where okay like if we have this beer name and a different beer name we're not going to drive that traffic to that beer we're going to make those beers have a cohesive theme and be able to let the consumer the average consumer know not the beer nerds over here but the average consumer know that this belongs to this and therefore one plus one equals two it, 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 we really you wouldn't think it but there needs to be a lot of handhelding and this whole type of thing. Sam Adams hmm. versus Boston Beer Company, for example. Exactly. No, most people don't know that they're the same company. Most people. Right. Most people don't know. <laughs> most people don't know truly belongs to Sam Adams. Most like it, it's most people don't know I didn't. Twisted Tea. That was a big, big one for me. Yeah. Ted told me that live on the air and I was like, oh, I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this this is their new label, by the way. I mean, it's it's a much better label. Mm. And what did yeah, that beer that used is. to be called before? New England IPA. Just Sam yeah, Adams it was just... New England IPA. Yeah, it was it was solid. Not not a bad beer. Yeah, that I remember. Yeah, just just speaking for my area, I remember when that beer released and it was an absolute flop. Like bars didn't want to buy it because it was a Sam Adams, and they're like, mm, no one's gonna buy this. And it's crazy. It's just just taking that name away from it and taking out Sam Adams from the name from just the stigma of Sam Adams and what you think of Sam Adams. It it, it it's crazy how much it changes how marketable a beer is. Right. It is weird. Because, like, I like Sam, personally, I like Sam Adams. I think they're good. I think they're solid. I've never met anyone who went and did the tour at Sam Adams and and left not thinking, like, they were a cool, impressive brewery. Because if you go and do the tour, you try all their their unique experimental stuff, and you're like, oh, they they really do, like, get into the craft side of things. Yeah. You know, if right. you go to it's a place just, that there's no craft brewery or craft beer, Sam Ad- but they have Sam Adams, I'm like, I'll take a Sam Adams. It's it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, They're they're always, like, I don't know. You can't get their their good beers outside. Well, I say good beers. You can't get their unique beers outside of like the brewery or like maybe like walking distance in Boston. Like that's basically what it is. So, um, but that's hey, whatever. They're making more money than I do, so that's probably good. It's <laughs> probably good for them. <laughs> oh man. So what what made what made Kiwi want to grow up and be a beer a beer person a beer snob? Uh, paying rent. Um, no. Fair uh, enough. Fair enough. It, it's kind of a weird story, and I guess I'll, I'll preface this as a story for anyone that's looking to get into the beer industry. Here's my quick TDLR didn't read story. Uh, I bartended to pay off my debt in college. I ended up meeting beer distributors, the people that bring the beer from the brewery to the bars, the grocery stores, whatever, through that job. Um, ended up getting an opportunity to do the beer girl promotions, you know, the Bud Light girl that you see that comes up into you the bar and, hi, you guys, you want to buy a Bud Light for a koozie? You know, like those girls. Um, I did that for a year. I got an internship through that for Blue Light. I don't know if anyone's been to, like, heard of Labatt USA, Blue Light. Um, they're they're not the Canadian, but the, the U.S. headquarters is in actually Buffalo, New York. So I ended up knowing those hmm. guys and, and interning for them for a year through sales. Uh, had a little bit of a lull in between that and then getting 
my first full-time job in the beer industry with Anheuser-Busch. Um, and I did that for two and a half years. Uh, and then I, I, I went from that to my brewery now in the craft industry. And uh, yeah, I just, it was, uh, I went to school for, you know, communication, media production. I found a love for craft beer when I hit 21. And <laughs> of course, <laughs> obviously. And I don't know. I just, I, I had the opportunities there. I was paying my bills doing it. And then I realized, you know, this, this, there's a whole world out there that this is a career. You know, it's not just a passion. So I, eh, what, why not? You know, I have the opportunity here. I had the experience and I, I was super lucky and kind of got into it before it was a really big thing. Um, but there, there are ways into the craft industry. I have seen them. And, you know, like, it, it's really just getting to know the people inside the industry and waiting for the opportunity. Cool. So now we're on the fast track because we know Kiwi. You, you guys do there know. Right. Go. We got the Boom. inside. True. We got, we're, uh, we got the, the inside. That's right. How, yes. Perfect. How do you guys feel awesome. about flirting with strange men at bars for koozies? I will do it. Wait, do I get the koozie or do they get the koozie? Yes. <laughs> I was going to say, I've seen Chris do this. Yes. So. <laughs> what has worked for me in the past? Because I don't really like free stuff. But if I give away, if somebody's giving me free shots, I could do that. You don't like free stuff? I love free stuff. It's my favorite price it to is. pay for anything. They always give free shots to Jameson with a Carlsberg. So I feel like I'd just mm. do that. I could do. I could be a Carlsberg girl. I just would be a Carlsberg tug. Carlsberg tug. Yeah, there you go. I, I love free stuff. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I could flirt with people. I'm pretty charming. It wasn't even flirting as much. It was just, I don't know, like talking to someone. Because I, I was a manager. Uh, I'm bad at that. I'm not good at that. Oh, I can talk. Yeah. Hey, that's that's literally 90% of the battle is just having a personality. Because here's the thing that they don't say about the brewer, like the whole beer industry is we can teach sales to anyone. You can teach sales to anyone. To have a personality and be able to talk to the bars because you're talking and formatting all these relationships with all these unique individuals, whether it's grocery stores, bar owners, this and that. As long as you have a personality and you can like sit there and vibe with them and like not be an asshole. It just like leave certain things out of work and like just get to know these people and I don't know like just ba- maintain your drinking. You know, it, it, it's it's a pretty doable job. You just you just have to learn how to build relationships. And I think you guys are pretty good at talking. I don't know. We do have a podcast. You do have a podcast. We, yeah, we. <laughs> like I I didn't really know as much craft as I did when I when I went into the craft side of everything. Like I was working for Bud Light and I knew basically the Bud Light craft beer portfolio, and that's you know saying something. Not much, but something. Um, I do. I do respect right. some of the breweries there. I do, but you know, uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, but yeah, like I, I, it was. I learned all of that along the way. You just really have to have be able to just talk to people and and build a relationship. That's what it is in the beer world. It's pretty small though. You also can't talk shit about other reps because they will hear it and they will find out because it's very small. <laughs> I think that's probably true in most industries. I think so. Can't, you know, it's yeah. like. It's always word always gets around. And always talk crap about Kiwi. She's a trollop and stuff. Uh, <laughs> I, I do. I do see you posted the the definition for trollop. I did. I looked it up. I'm sorry I ruined it for you. <laughs> so the, 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 the definition that Chris posted to me is the definition of a trollop is a dirty, untidy woman. And I'm going to agree yep. with two thirds of these. I do think I am untidy. I'm not a very clean person. I, I'm horrible at putting away laundry. Um, I, I'm going to say dirty's a bit much. To me, dirty means I, unbathed. I mean, I mean, you look like you've showered. I, I hope so. You, you, yeah, it's not. You're not like what? What was it? Pig pen? The one with the, the yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the dust cloud around the dust, dust cloud. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, you're not like you're not quite to that level. So, I mean, I did look up another definition that was a lot worse than that one. I went with the with the with the more PG version of it. So, um. <laughs> I appreciate the, the cleaner, the uncleaner, yeah. cleaner version of it. Yeah, there you yeah. go. <laughs> I'll, I'll just I'll just say that dirty isn't necessarily only bathing status. So. Uh, uh, okay, I see where you're going could, with this. I'm also going to say it ties no. back to the whole pie. I'm thing. also going to say no you know, the to thing. the kumquats. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> ties back to the whole pie thing that you were talking about look at the so, cohesiveness of this podcast it all ties together it works yeah see it's one big circle i wanted to ask because obviously i met you through twitch so um we will give you we'll give you time to put yourself over at the end of the episode don't worry but what got you into the whole twitch scene because i mean obviously i i've been doing it for a little bit and you're i don't know how long you've been doing it even so what started that whole thing coronavirus corona uh yeah i mean basically honestly coronavirus uh again working as a beer person i have i work about 70 to 80 days in hotels off off outside my market um traveling staying in hotels going to the brewery uh just visiting places that are very far from me inside my market um i cover about 36 counties so it, it's a lot and it requires a lot of my attention. On top of that, even just in my home area, it's it was always uh, two to three events a night of either this beer. I have to host a beer dinner. I'm I, There's a there's a brewery fest going on. Tap takeover. You've all been there. You know, um, I'm the one doing those and it takes up a lot of my time. So I never really had the opportunity to do something for myself at night more so to say. Um, and coronavirus happened and I was like, well, you know, if there's any time, it's now. I'm not working like this. I'm not allowed to interact with people. So I just I just started to do it. I just, I turned on to Twitch and I was like, all right, I'm going to learn how to do this. It was a really rough thing. I've been doing it about nine months now. Um, it's, it's rough to learn if you don't know and know what to expect from Twitch, but it's, it's been going pretty good so far and it kind of like there's some days where I'm like wow I'd love to do this over selling beer all the time and that's crazy to say but the, the thought of it's not the whole selling beer thing the thought of just being away from home so much all the time again is kind of like beer fests are fun but working them it, it, it gets really old really quick you know what I mean right but now you have three new people to sub in for you I do so, I, I, right, do, you know, I do that right. what do you what do you guys feel about driving like six hours a week sorry 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 um 40 hours a week but six hours to one location and, and then six hours back for selling beer to people that hate you that hate sounds me? tough that hate you I oh no I mean hate me maybe sure but um I mean, I'm not I'm not big on it. I'm not a big driver, even though I drive an hour to work right now. I drive yeah, an hour to, say, to work. You, you do drive a lot. So it's only six times as far. Yeah, yeah, it's only six times. No, it's not hate me. It's always just like there's I, I it's kill the messenger type of thing where areas that are so far in my market, they get maybe like a, a 12th of my hype, hype specialty incoming drops. So they're they're really sassy about it, and rightfully so. But they also have the population of two hundred people to fulfill this to. So I can't really validate bringing them this much beer. Right. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. I see. So what you're so saying. so it's uh, like a messenger sense. thing. They're they're just they don't like me. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, that's that's really. I mean, I mean, it sucks that people hate you because that's not right. But um, not all. But it, it, I mean, obviously, catching your streams, like you're really you're really good at it. So that's awesome and you've been doing extremely well so that's also awesome so um but yeah that's that's really cool that's really cool i mean yeah i think every i think literally everybody on the face of the planet became a twitch streamer when coronavirus started i think um 
Uh, but they're starting to die back down now, I've noticed. So, uh, but that's really cool. It's awesome. And you play Pokemon. I do play Pokemon. I'm slightly nervous as to like what things will be when eventually everything opens up and works like, hey, when, when are you doing these market visits <laughs> and going back to the hotels? And I'm like, mm, I have a schedule. You got to do it again. I have a, I have a right? nighttime schedule. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't know what that's going to turn into. but I, You could stream from a hotel room. It's not going to be the best quality, but it could. You're not wrong. <laughs> you could you could just buy yourself a massive gaming laptop and like go to the library. Yeah. <laughs> Set That's up what everyone wants to hear in the library. <laughs> I have no shame. Is you talk you talking for four hours? There you go. I have no Perfect. shame there. Yeah, it's cool. I, I'm I'm hoping like it's more so I could just put a foot down with. It. Honestly, I I don't see unfortunately for the beer world, I don't see it opening up the way it ever used to be anytime soon. At least in the next two to three years. Sorry, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I I have kids, so it doesn't matter to me. Like, it doesn't I? I only do pickups anyway now. So <laughs> I did get an invite for a outdoor outdoor in person, not virtual. I heard you guys talking about the virtual beer fest, but I heard I got an invite for a real to host a real actual physical outdoor beer fest. I'm kind of interested Is to it see in how. Connecticut? No. <laughs> Hey, come up to upstate New York. Come up to Buffalo. Um, I'm, I'm kind of curious to see how it's going to go. I I, I kind of gave them like a maybe on my end because I'm like, well, work's not letting me technically work with people at the moment. And they're saying no. Dad said no, so I can't do it. But I'm curious what you guys think about. What would, you, would you go to a beer fest this summer if it was outside? So that was the one I was talking about earlier. That rising pint is going to be this summer. Oh, okay. Um, so I am very interested in going. Would you have any, like, would, would you be comfortable, like, taking your mask off to, like, drink your beer as you're, like, walking around a crowd? Yes. I probably would, too. Yeah, same. Yes. I mean, the alcohol kills everything. We already went over Obviously. this. Obviously. Science. Yeah. I don't know. I think because I'm in the South, it's, like, way, yeah. it's, it's way different down here. I was going like, to say, I think outside of the Northeast, yeah. it's a lot more relaxed places, for yes, sure. Like, like, people still, they just do not buy the Kool-Aid or whatever. It's, like. It, they're like, nope, masks are stupid. Vaccines are stupid. I'm like, okay, whatever. I don't, I really do what you want to do. Die. I don't care. I don't know. It's just like, I don't know. It's crazy. But like that being said, I'm also like, yeah, I do it. No problem. <laughs> I mean, I'm in New York state and it's fucking regulated as shit here. I would do it as long as like, I just, I would just be the only thing I, I always get concerned about is just people encroaching my bubble. So, mm-hmm. And alcohol does make people forget about bubbles. <laughs> yeah. Yes. For sure. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think I want to walk around and like hug people or like lick people, but like what I would drink like I like drink golden times. different beer fests like we used to do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> walking around licking people. Listen, I, I I don't know what I don't know what those people want to do, but yeah, what has Kiwi I, done to you, Tud? <laughs> Imagine though, for quote safety reasons, unquote, they had to give you full cans. Like no one else could have touched this beer. Imagine the the beer fest is the beer fest will be over. It's so only fast. one hour long. It's only one hour <laughs> yeah. long. One hour. It's all you need. It's all you need. It's a it's, power hour. Go. It's like Tut on Easter searching for cans of beer all over. <laughs> I, I speculate, but honestly, it could be something like that. I don't even know. Excited. I'm just curious how because like if you're if you're a qualified beer person, you know how to pour a beer. But a lot of people, you see them, they put the glass literally on the faucet when they're pouring at these beer fests, yeah. or they let the faucet go into the beer. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, that's like, true. That's where, that's that's where true. I would be curious huh. to how they would regulate that because I mean, you can't. I mean, Connecticut well, approved this beer festival. Like they yeah. they they gave the they, they gave the go ahead. So clearly, they have some idea of what 
of what is gonna happen? Well, we've all seen Crowlers. Next, we're gonna have the three ounce cans. That's gonna be. We're gonna have the nips of beer. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, disposable cups does make sense. Where they, you know, they have sleeves and sleeves and sleeves, and when you just throw them out afterwards. It's unfortunate, Mm. but honestly, it's my most logical opinion on what would be happening because like yeah like you save a ton of money running the brew fest like giving the person the same glass to use all night and you know they break it sucks to suck get out of here but uh yeah i I can only see them doing disposable cups if they were even thinking about this type of thing but most people that run these beer fests like don't actually work in the beer industry so i don't even know if they know this type of stuff which is just i'm I'm curious to know hmm well, people I know. I'm not going to say everywhere. Yeah, that's that's like all really. I mean, it's it's really cool. Like we talk about, yeah, we're, we're at beer fest, and you're you're coming from like a, a completely like logical the other like, side of it. Yeah, the other side. You're like, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. You can't. It's she's, not that easy. Bring us more beer. We want all the beer. Like that's basically what's. Well, happening. Just, so, she's the CDC. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yes, yes. I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer. I mean, I just I even like trained professionals like myself like before coronavirus like we got fucked up at beer fests like i can't tell you the amount of times at my station i had people fall on the floor because i spilt so much beer trying to pour a simple beer because i'm drunk and drinking it at the beer fest mm-hmm. and sending people nice. on there. yeah like it you know like what it means it's it, it, even if you're a trained professional where you know how to pour a beer and you know not contaminate it we if it depends you can't stop someone from drinking it at their own brewery at the brew fest and then also being a little bit loose loosey goosey pouring the beer and maybe contaminating something the best way to do it would be disposable cups i'm not saying that we're we're good at it because we, we also get drunk don't don't <laughs> we do that too that's just my take on it i'd be curious to see what people do at beer fest this year we'll find out i guess yeah well, i hope so i, I hope think so. it's time we transition thank you kiwi for answering all of our questions but it's uh it's time to crown our our person of the people this week. Man of the people this week is uh, none other than me, Honk Honk Honk, Obert M O T P, winning with the .05. That My big, po. beautiful, slightly curved tally is on the board. Boo. <laughs> um, I don't want to hear your boos. Just guess better next time, Todd, with a yeah, beer you've tud. never had before. Um, <laughs> but uh, as man of the people. I'm excited to get into our three-handled frosty mug of wisdom, except it's not three-handled this week. We're putting that mug away, we're taking out our four-handled frosty mug of wisdom, where we fill it with uh, with delicious goodness, life advice, hacks, tips, things we like, things we love. Um, we lead that in every week with this this amazing song from Jordan. Jordan, take it away. Test your handle. Test your handle. Test your handle. Test your handle. Mug of wisdom! Drink. Mug of wisdom! All right, thank you, Jordan. As always, check him out at the Wreck My Podcast. Um, as many other people, honk, 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 honk. I think Kiwi, you are our guest. You know how this segment goes, right? You've heard this, you've heard the show before. Mm-hmm. What do you got for us? Um, how do you guys feel about cleaning? Do you like it? Cause I hate it. No. Cool. Least favorite. As I'm, we... <laughs> I'm a male trollop. I was going to say, as we learned, here's, here's some trollop advice. Okay. 
uh, I guess again, really full circle to this. Uh, so have you ever <laughs> <laughs> have you ever used one of those dish brushes that you could fill the dish soap right into it? You squeeze a button and it comes out. Have you heard of these before? I have. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So here's here's the dish that I learned from TikTok, and honestly, I saw this and I'm like, why the fuck do I not do this? Uh, you take those, right? You do two thirds dish soap, one one third vinegar. Don't put it into your kitchen. Bring it into your shower. Okay. You know, we all do these existential crises of 15 minutes in the shower. In those 15 minutes, you have that brush there with this cleaner. Clean your goddamn shower with it. Just do a little brush here, a little brush there. Clean your shower with it. You just leave it there. It's filled with all the stuff. It's safe for you. I was, I was, my mind was blown. I was like, I've never thought to ever just have that there when I felt like it. I, it was, it was crazy. I guess and I your really am a never trollop. Been cleaner. Yeah, I guess I, I'm not a cleaner either. <laughs> I guess I really am a trollop. But like, I my mind was blown by this little like, hey, here's an easy hack to freshening your shower without having to feel like you fully have to clean it. You're already in there. Just do it. And then you just hmm. use it on use it on yourself. Just I, I one stop shop. Mm, I wouldn't say do ready that. Ready to go. No no, no, no. Put it in your hair. Well, there's that spot on my back I can't reach. So this it, sounds oh, like it'll be per- it, perfect for that. It, it would reach that spot. Yeah, like that one spot. There, there you go. Yeah, that one. The dirtiest spot on any human is right, right there. Everybody knows it's right there. I, I mean, <laughs> you can go for it, but don't don't come after me if you get any type of rashes. Kiwi but, says this is the way to clean your back. <laughs> your shower you should be your whole point in the shower is to clean yourself but if you're also going to have the essential existential 15 minute of staring into the void while the hot water just burns your back alive take that brush and you know i don't know do a couple tiles see how it feels well that that's how i clean that part of my back is i let that water burn me for 15 minutes <laughs> just burns the skin off and then when it heals back right up, right it's fine yeah okay that's how it does oh very cool thank you that's a good one i'll uh, i'll look into that i'll have to get one of those brushes i just ordered one yeah it's a nice i literally just did there you go nice (laughs) nice well next time you're if 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 you if you decide to come back on and and dirty our podcast again with your you'll have to let us know how it's going how clean your how clean your shower is that'll be what we lead off with i'm so excited (laughs) (laughs) all right todd what do you got for us this week yeah, so uh, this week my handle is a way to make uh, cold brew coffee. So I, I recently discovered this device, and it has changed my cold brew coffee making ways. It is called a rumble jar. So basically, it is a it's a like a, a mesh cylinder with a rubber top that you put that has lines on it. So you put how strong you want your coffee to be in there. You stick it in a mason jar. It fits into any thirty two ounce or bigger mason jar. Um, you fill it up. You fill the mason jar up with water. Uh, seal it. Shake it up and, you know, really give it a good shake. And then just set it on the counter and leave it there for 12 hours. Perfect cold brew coffee every single time. Uh, clean up is a breeze. And it's it's the best way I've found to make cold brew coffee at home. I used to have one of those ones that you kind of put the coffee in the middle and poured the water around it and just let it sit there for hours and hours and hours. This makes cold brew coffee. What's that? 12 of them? 12 hours and hours and hours? Well, no, this actually took longer because, so what happens with the rumble jars, because you're agitating the coffee inside the cylinder, once you seal all of the water in, you're actually helping the brewing process along quicker. So what you get is you get a much richer and more flavorful iced coffee in a shorter amount of time. Oh, interesting. So for those times when I'm in a rush with my cold brew and I only have 12 hours. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you just have to remember to do it at night for the morning, but yeah. Yeah, something like that. Okay. Oh, that's. Uh, I mean, we all know how much this podcast loves coffee making devices. We do. It's our so favorite. I had handles. to bring it. 
it's one of it's one of our favies but that that is a good idea did you get this on amazon tud uh no i actually bought it from my local uh coffee grinder guy like he doesn't even make coffee to go he just makes coffee it's actually the same guy if you guys remember a couple weeks ago i had that beer from phantom that was made with the with the coffee from drumroll coffee yes well i went to drumroll coffee roasters and bought coffee from him and he had this cold brew maker but you can buy it on Amazon. I've looked it up to see if it was the same price and if I didn't get overcharged. And I did not. So um, definitely go check it out. It's called Rumble Jar. It's awesome. Okay. For all you cold brew lovers nice. out there, check it out. Link in the show notes. Um, Chris, how about you? What do you got for a handle this week? So this week I have a new TV show that I stumbled across on Hulu. It's new. It is not an old TV show. As we all know, I, I like to I don't believe things. It. Yes. He's gonna say like Seinfeld or something like that. <laughs> it's a new it's it's a new one. It's called the Beverly Hillbillies. Um, it's <laughs> no, uh, no, but it's called Mr. Mayor, and it's on. Uh, I, well, I think it's on NBC, but it's on Hulu uh, for streaming. I don't know if you have you guys seen this one yet. Ted no. Danson. I haven't seen it, but I saw. That I've heard of it. Ted Danson's in it. Yes, it's written by uh, um, Tina Fey. Tina Fey. Yep, there you go. That's the that's the name I was looking for. So, uh, you know, one of your, uh, you know, if you like Tina Fey's writing, I think you'll enjoy it. But it's about Ted Danson is a retired businessman who comes out of retirement to become mayor of Los, Los Angeles. And uh, he's kind of like guided by this team of like young, like hip political people. Yeah, you'll kind of catch up. But if, if you end up watching it and I'm not I mean, I'm only, I think I'm five or six episodes in already, and uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty funny. There's definitely some, I mean, first season, I hope, you know, I hope it kind of grows from here if it gets picked up again, but it's pretty funny. Uh, Ted Danson's really good. I mean, he's awesome. He's he's great. I don't know if anybody digs his stuff, but um, he's he's really good, and uh, it the dynamic he has with, like, the daughter, his daughter, and, like, some of the other characters is, like, pretty good. So if you like, a, like I said, 30-minute 30 30 sitcoms are my jam, like, 22 minutes on on Hulu. Uh, I would I would suggest trying it. Check it out. See what see see if you like it. So, uh, but there you go, Mr. Mayor on Hulu. Chris is like y'all like Cheers slash Thirty Rock. Cheers, <laughs> Cheers and Thirty Rock. If and they the were good place and the Good Place. If That's if right. they were if they if they were in West Wing. So he he had me for a second with new until he went with the plot line. I'm like I saw this a couple of months ago. I, I this sounds familiar. <laughs> You're newer. That's new in Chris's, Chris's terms. You're, you're newer. Yeah. It's, you're, no, that's new for me. Yeah, yeah. That's new for me for sure. I was, I was like, spit out. He's for never. Months. He hasn't seen Seinfeld, so I mean, yeah. So yeah. So you can I finish. Mean, you can watch all of season one now. Is what you're saying, Kiwi? It's it's I been out I, the whole season. I haven't seen it, but because I, I like I haven't heard. Of, I didn't remember the name of the show. But he was talking about. It, I'm like, oh, this sounds good. And then he kind of got into the plot line. I'm like, I, I I feel like I saw Hulu ads for this like months ago. <laughs> <laughs> And then I had to like, go- well, I was there you go. sitting here Googling who Ted Danza was. I was like, oh, good place. That guy. Oh, yeah. That was like months ago. But I didn't watch it. So it's new to me, too. Technically. See, it's okay. new. It's newer. Yeah, it's not Cheers. I, it's new. I, listen. It's not I Cheers. Can, not Cheers. I, I can put over Cheers next week. I love Cheers. Great show. <laughs> Don't take that. I'm, ta- I'm using that next week. <laughs> but there you go. Watch the mayor. Or, or no. Watch Mr. Mayor. 
Apparently a new old show. Old new show. I don't know. New it's only like season one, so you're, I think you're good. It says 2021 on Hulu, so I think it's oh, new. Oh, okay. I, I, it's yeah, I, mean, mean, I would have thought 2020, but you know what? Good for you. It's 2021. That's new. That's new. That's new. Okay. Listen, I'm not hip and young like you, okay? I, this is new to me. This newfangled Hulu machine. So, anyways, Obert. <laughs> yeah. You, what do you got for us? Chris streaming on Twitch is, is him chiseling on stone tablets that's what he thinks streaming is yeah i i just i'm not even i'm not even online i'm just like i'm just like yelling at my phone chris, standing chris on a line of like string no i would say chris is chris is literally in a stream with a fishing pole like is this how you do it is uh, do i have a thousand am i streaming yet? am i streaming i'm doing good stream oh that's a montana joke for sure um <laughs> that's what we call streaming out here no so Speaking of older, newer TV shows, I finally, you know, continuing on with my getting back on Amazon Prime, catching up with TV I missed, finally catching up to a recommendation from Larissa um, to a book I read, and I might have talked about it on this podcast before, called Good Omens. They turned it into a TV show on Amazon. Um, I think it's going to be a one and done show. I hope it is, because they covered the whole book in one season, and it was great. Um the quick plot of the show is is it's like it's a British comedy. So if you like if you like that kind of show, it's already in your wheelhouse. But it's uh, the plot is what would happen if in today's day and age the Antichrist was born and there's a an angel and a demon who are both both supposed to go and kind of guide this kid to to help him end the world. But uh, it's a satirical comedic take on. Um, the biblical imp- implications of that. And they have like people who represent the four horsemen of the apocalypse. There's like, you know, famine. And I think there's, there's plague. And then they got pollution because pestilence decided to retire because they found penicillin. But uh, <laughs> it's a, it's a pretty good show. That's a it's, funny one. it's pretty witty. Um, if you like British humor, I really recommend good omens. I think it's, you know, whatever, 10 episodes, um, some good acting. And uh, yeah, who was in it? David Tennant. He, you'd recognize him from. He was in Jessica Jones. He was like the main arch villain in that show. He played Doctor Who. He was yeah. He was also Doctor Who. I never really got into that. Meaning, I never watched an episode. He was the original but, Who, uh, correct? Uh, from 2005 to 2020. So uh, like the third or fourth Who. I can't remember who the first Who was. There's too many Who's. Too many. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah. He's the who that you're thinking of, by the way, if you're listening. Yes, he, yes. You're thinking of this who. If, you're, if, if you've watched Doctor Who, he is the who that you are thinking of who is who. He's the who the we who, all who know villain. and love. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Good Omens. Check it out. Amazon Prime. Uh, fun, quick show. Like I said, hopefully a one and done season. So if you're not someone who's like, I want to be off on a cliffhanger around for a couple seasons, just something simple to pass the time. This is it. Um, but yeah. Uh, and before I hand it off to Tud, I know I mentioned at the end of the last episode, it is Mr. Oscar season again. We have That's our th- right. We have our 35 mile long uh, <laughs> red carpet, which we're unrolling. We're going to uh, discuss the categories next week. If you have suggestions for some categories, maybe we should discuss, drop them in our discord. We always love... We always love suggestions there. We had, you know, some some good ones last year were World's Okayest Movie. Uh, <laughs> we had Best Beer, Best Brewery, Best Episode Title, some good ones. So if you have other fun categories, if you want to nominate someone for the Blevin Achievement Award, 
drop that in the Discord. Um, Lifetime Achievement Award. Lifetime Achievement Award. Thank you. Yeah. But um, and actually, one more thing before I hand it off to Todd Kiwi. Thank you so much for being on our show. Yeah, we appreciate thank you, you being Kiwi. a guest. It's been fun um, being here. Yeah, it's you're welcome anytime. We want you to come come back for sure. But uh, how do all of our listeners find you? Where can where can you be found? I can be found at all platforms with just Kiwi Kadoda. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to spell it out. Kiwi, you know, the fruit, and then K-A-D-O-T-A. It's just my name spelled in jarbles. Can't tell you why. That's just what I chose. I'm not from New Zealand. I just like the fruit. Kiwi Kadoda. <laughs> that, that's me everywhere. It's my name. Thank you guys for having me. This is really fun. I apologize if I uh, uh, rambled a little bit, but I've had a, I had a blast. No. No, it was it was it was it was a lot of fun. I mean, obviously, um, you being in the beer industry is awesome, and we all are very jealous. At least I'm very jealous. I don't be. know about As everybody. Else. Uh, you speak yeah. for the pod for sure on that. one. Okay, cool. Yeah, yes, yeah. we're all we're all very jealous. Just and, bow. Uh, it's okay. It's you know, fine. I, you're you're living you're living the dream. So <laughs> some say it's a dream. Um, some they say it's a a dream. So yeah, I'm kidding. And I do hope that you will join us again. Um, oh yeah, and and future episodes to answer more of our brewery industry questions as well as just come to drink with us yeah if you're ever like bored on like a whenever we record night like just drop just jump into the discord call <laughs> imagine me just coming in troll up here troll coming I'm here. in yeah <laughs> we, oh the troll yeah, yeah, sound Nick the troll alert i'll yeah. have to i'll have to get a good uh a good soundboard drop for you that you know there's an there old tiny troll up something out there somewhere there's gotta be there's gotta be Nice. Yes. There it is. There it is. I, I love that bass line. I don't know what that, what song is that from? That's a, such a catchy song. I've never heard it before, but um, I've heard it. Drop the bass. Yeah. One yeah. of those. Dun, dun, yeah. It's, dun, a, it's, dun, it's, dun, it's a Skrillex yeah. remix. Oh. oh. He really is the f- a foreground of, 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 of new and upcoming music. It's really amazing. Master of bass. The master baser. Someone <laughs> He's, say. He is a master, master baser. Yeah. He's a master baser for sure. Oh, man. Good old Skrillex. All right. So with that, we'd like to thank you all for listening. Uh, We'd like to thank the breweries who provided today's beers. I will go first and thank Lawson's Finest Liquids for Sip of Sunshine. I would like to thank Calvin for sending me this quat from uh, Tampa Bay Brewing Company. I want to thank Great Notion Brewing for their ripe. Uh, I would love to thank Thin Man Brewery and Mortalis Brewery for their Aphrodite Jenkins. Aphrodite Jenkins. The cinnamon was a little janky, but I still love them. It's okay. (laughs) Maybe they should change the name. (laughs) Marketing. Economics 101. You change the name a little bit, you can remarket the other name. We talked about Uh, it. Please make sure you head over to social media and follow us everywhere at DAWF Podcast. Also make sure you hashtag follow the email at DAWFpodcast at gmail.com. Um, if you are not part of our Discord, please head over there. But if you say you are not, and for whatever reason you don't want to be part of our Discord, that's cool. But you do want to give us some categories for Mr. Oscar. Send it over to the email. DAWFpodcast at gmail.com. Oh, uh, we can get it from there, too. Um, also, make sure you head over to Patreon and subscribe. Uh, we will be doing a post-game this week versus a pre-game, so go do that. Also, make sure that you... Uh, Go over to Patreon and subscribe, obviously, but also make sure you head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It really helps get the word out. Also, make sure you're telling your friends. Now that we have a brand new friend in Buffalo, um, I expect to hear everybody up in Buffalo is now listening to our podcast. All seven million people who live there. I don't know how many people live in Buffalo, but I'm assuming it's like 
200 million people. So uh, make sure that they're all listening now. And if, if not, that's if okay. Not, if, <laughs> if not, that's on you. I will call like, 700 yeah. million people just for you guys. Don't worry. I got it. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. I can't, I can't say they're going to rate you, but they'll listen. That's fine. Listeners help too. Um, also, make sure that you go follow uh, Kiwi Kadoda everywhere on every single platform. Um, I, I'm not going to spell it. I'm going to leave that up to her if she would like to spell it again. It'll be in the show notes. It'll, be, It'll no, also be in the show it's in the notes. notes. If you didn't listen, that's on you. <laughs> and with that, um, first of all, Kiwi, thank you again for joining us. And with that, my name is Tud. My name's Chris. My name's Obert. I'm Kiwi. If you're drinking alone, do it with people that you just met over the internet. But you know what? They're a good time anyways. Yeah. Drink alone friends. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> like, drink alone friends. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> what we That's what we say. That's what we say every week. There's one thing I've learned. There's one thing I've learned. Everybody you know. There's one thing the Twitch taught me. Yeah, yeah, I also want to say, Kiwi, I'm very, uh, I never noticed it before, but I'm very envious of your Pokemon Green cartridge. Back I know. Thank you. I, I just got it. I just, I just oh, got it. Oh, did you? I, I bought it.